Welcome to Spielin' and Dealin', the Georgia High School Basketball Podcast. I am Kyle Sandy, the owner and founder of SandySpiel.com. And with me today, nobody once again, it's just me, the one-man band, here to provide you with your favorite bulletin board material this time of year, breaking down, previewing, predicting the GHSA Girls State playoff brackets all 128 games going to be previewed have i bit enough more than i can chew it's it's possible but uh, i'm you know i haven't choked just yet so i'm going to continue on and we're going to make this happen you're not going to find this anywhere else not at all uh but we have great girls basketball in the state of georgia and i am here to provide that coverage so let's get into it with 7a Top left-hand corner, let's go with Parkview, Region 4, number 3 at 15-7 versus Colquitt, Region 1, number 2, 12-7 overall. I've been a big fan of Parkview all year long. Um, this is a team that dealt with some injuries, uh, getting close to the, the end of the season, like the, the end of the middle of the season, if that makes any sense. Uh, but I think they've got them back healthy. Jose Baker's back. Good guard going to Highlands Community College, I believe. Uh, she's a very key piece for them. Lily Hart, I really like her game. Going to Birmingham Southern, I think she could play Division II basketball, but she's choosing to go to the Division Three route. Really good score. Not necessarily uh, you know, great foot speed, uh, elite foot speed, but she gets to her spots and she knocks down shots. Really pretty outside jump shot. And then, of course, Susie uh, Nagolfat going to Samford, the big bruiser inside, uh, a big key piece in every sense of the word, just moves bodies, double-double machine, um, quality footwork, and sometimes uh, get a little off balance when people try to pull the chair from her, but all in all, really good hand scores inside. I just think Parkview is going to be too strong uh, all throughout. Going down to Colquitt, going to be tough. But I just think they've seen the best of the best really all throughout the year. And I think Parkview's ready to make a, a bit of a run at it. So I'm going with the Panthers. Next up, Region 2, number 4, Pebblebrook, 9-16. and 16, A rebuilding year, young team. Uh, traveling to Region 3, number 1, Marietta, 16-5 and five overall. Ranked number 4 in the state. Marietta uh, has really, really played very well this year. Uh, you're looking at Lauren Walker um, going to Michigan State. She has had a really good year, uh, you know, an inside-out type threat uh, that can play on the perimeter and can knock down some shots on the on the outside. And then, of course, uh, she's gotten better at finishing around the rim. She's averaging 18 points and 10 rebounds a game. Uh, but Chloe Sterling, the one that transferred in, the point guard, playmaker that transferred in from um, – you know, across the nation from, I want to say China, or it might have been Japan. Forgive me for not knowing off the top of my head, but uh, wow, she's a a dynamic point guard, really has taken this team to the next level. Marietta was going to be a good team, but they're on the verge of teetering of becoming a great team with her playmaking ability. I I think she's going to be a division one guard, at least a mid-major guard. Uh, only a junior, averages 15 points, seven rebounds, over four assists, three steals a game. Like she's, she's a real deal. And you add in some youngsters, sophomores, MJ Harris, Lauren Nelson, good guards, uh, Kayla Day, 
uh, is a, a really good defensive player as a freshman. Marietta has all the pieces here. Uh, they're just going to overpower Pebble Brook, so I like Marietta moving on to the next round. Uh, next up, we're looking at Norcross, Region 7, number 2, hosting West Forsyth, Region 6, number 3. Uh, West Forsyth opened up the season, I believe, ranked number four in the state, fell out for a little bit, played a very tough schedule. Then they've been floating in the top 10 for, you know, the majority of the season until they dropped out, uh, lost to, uh, I believe it was South Forsyth in the region tournament. Now they have, uh, their hands full with a, uh, a little rematch of last year's first round matchup. Uh, against Norcross. It was a gutty, gritty, low-scoring game. Norcross pulled it out 37-31. Um, and, you know, just taking a look at this top left-hand quadrant, I mean, we're going to talk about, whew, you know, these 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 quadrants that are kind of like the, the side of death and all that, really difficult. Um, this left-hand side of the bracket is extremely challenging. Top left, top, or bottom left as well. Uh, you're looking, I'm seeing a bunch of teams off the top of my head just listening on the, you know, we're talking the left side of the bracket. You got Parkview's been ranked, Marietta's been ranked, Norcross ranked, West Forsyth ranked, Cherokee ranked on the bottom left-hand side, South Forsyth has been ranked, Collins Hill ranked, uh, Grayson ranked, Keechan ranked. So you got so many good teams. But back to this match between West Forsyth and Norcross. Uh, West Forsyth, I think they're going to have the best player on the floor in Kayla Cowart. I mean, she is a, a big-time player. I think Division I schools need to be checking in on her. Uh, she should at least be in the mix for some of those offers. Only a junior 5'10 combo guard that uses both hands equally as well, ambidextrous, uh, a heat-seeking missile when it comes to getting to the rim. She draws fouls at an alarming rate, gets to the line, um, really good all-around game. She's a playmaker off the dribble, really good passer. She crashes the glass hard. She's a good athlete. Uh, I think she's a complete package as a player. And then you got a Cali thrower who has finally gotten that healthy health back. Uh, I mean, she was dinged up in the offseason, then took her a couple weeks to find her footing in the regular season. But she's a good guard that can score off the dribble, can shoot the outside shot. Uh, so she's, she's really good. I like her a lot as well. She would be a, a really good division two player again, only a junior. And then, uh, her sister, uh, Kaylee thrower, uh, a three point shooter. Uh, when she's hot, she can really help that team out. Uh, but everything really revolves around Kayla Cowart and Callie thrower. And then you got, uh, Molly Quincy and bottoms and, uh, you know, a couple other key, you know, role player pieces in there. Uh, that can help out and, and do some things for Coach Coach May. Um, but they're going up against a, a tough team, and they, it's a team that they know. Norcross, like I said, lost to them last year. Norcross has really had a good season. Mariah Baltiera, Region 7 Player of the Year. Uh, Janiah Aikens, a youngster, has come in and has really provided them a, a big shot of offense. Uh, very impressive. Divine Turner. Uh Lania Kenyon, all these players, a very well-rounded team that also has played some really tough opponents and um, has done a good job playing at that level. And they, they, they've, they've taken a lot of wins. They're, they're a tough group. Um, coming down to it, like I said, I think Kayla Cowart's going to be the best player on the floor, but I just am concerned about the depth outside of Cali Thrower and Kayla Cowart is 
Coach May going to have enough options that can score the ball? Because Norcross, I think they're going to be a little bit deeper as far as who they can turn to to put the ball in the basket. And we saw it last year, 37-31. It was a low-scoring game. They just couldn't really score enough. I think Norcross is a little bit better than last year's team, I want to say, actually. Maybe, possibly. I know it's... You know, they, they lost some big pieces inside, Yasmin Paul and all of them. Um, but Norcross has played really, really well, and they've kind of um, – they weren't necessarily on my radar heading into the season, but with good guard play. And then uh, Aikens coming in, providing that offensive firepower as a young player. Uh, I think I have to go with Norcross with the home court advantage as well. I think it's going to be a, a coin flip game, a toss-up game, like I say. But I think I'm going to go with Norcross just because they got the job done last year. And uh, I think they might be able to do it again this year. Next up on that bottom, uh, the bottom of the top left-hand side, we have Mill Creek, that Region 8, number 4 seed, 5-18 and 18 versus Region 5, number 1 Cherokee, 22-3. and 3. Cherokee, they just continue to reload with homegrown talent. Uh, Kate Johnson uh, inside going to Furman, just going to be way too big. Mill Creek is not going to have anybody that can compete with her and you know, Cherokee has a very good guard play. Caroline Carl, among many others. Uh, Cherokee's going to romp in this one. They're going to roll on to the Sweet 16. Down to the bottom left quadrant. Discovery at 14 and 10. Region 7, number 3 seed. They will be going up against, looks like, South Forsyth, Region 6, number 2. And this... Uh, you know, 21 and 6. So they have a really good record. This South Forsyth team, they're young. We got a lot of sophomores on this roster. And, you know, I had them in the, the rankings for a second there, but it, it took them till this very end of the season because they just, you know, they couldn't really beat North Forsyth and they couldn't really beat West Forsyth until they beat West Forsyth 59 57 in the semifinals of the region tournament. And then that set them up with a matchup with North Forsyth, and they lost 46-42. So this South Forsyth team is coming on hard. Ava McLaughlin inside is a big physical presence. Sharon Tolliver, she's really good. I mean, she was so good when I watched her play against Denmark early in the season. You know, maybe about 5'6", five, 5'7", five, but a good guard with just a great jump shot. Hits it from the mid-range, hits it from the outside three-point line. Uh, and they got a lot of other key pieces as well um, that surround her. So this is just a really good overall team. Um, you're, you're talking about Maggie Thompson and Clara Morris who provide energy and good defense on the perimeter. Uh, I like the South Forsyth team. I think Discovery, you know, they have some talent. Taylor Watkins was a first-team all-region pick. Yasmin Fairchild was a second-teamer. Uh, but I think South Forsyth... Uh, just seeing that tough style in Forsyth County where they really rely on defense. And they do have that firepower with that young class. Uh, I like South Forsyth to advance. And we're looking at this next game here, and you kind of think maybe, you know, maybe West Forsyth, you know, considering if West Forsyth advances to the next round, maybe it's a little bit of a better thing um, that they get the three seed instead of the two seed uh, because – South Forsyth, if they do win, they're likely going to have to play Collinsville. Collinsville, number one ranked team in the state, number one seed out of Region 8. They will be going up against Etowah, 12 and 10, four seed out of Region 5. Etowah is a really good four seed, and I think they could give a lot of teams some major issues 
but probably outside of Collins Hill and maybe, you know, Cherokee has handled them a little bit and, um, you know, McEachern would have been tough. But all those other number one seeds, Edwa is a live underdog. That's a good team. Ali Zazara um, going to, uh, I believe it's Tennessee for soccer as a goalkeeper. She can put the ball in the basket. She has a really good touch from the outside. She can light it up. I think she hit like eight threes in a game once. I know she set the school record, scored over 40 points in the game. She can fill it up, and she can do it from the mid-range as well. And then Jada Peterson, a sophomore, is a, a very quick athletic undersized, wouldn't say undersized, but you know about 5'6", five, 5'7", five, guard. Uh, she can get to the basket. Her outside shot is very streaky, but if she can get hot... I know I watched her. She was really hot against uh, Grovetown, it was, knocking down shots in the first half. But if she can loosen up the defense and hit some threes, uh, that opens up more driving lanes for her. So this Etowah team, they're they're tough. But, I mean, Collins Hill just way, way, too, way too powerful, way too strong. Uh, Eden Sample going to Old Dominion on the perimeter. Anisha Malone, North Greenville at the point guard spot. Sasha Washington, Purdue, post player. Julia Clark-Jones going to, what is it, North Carolina, Greensboro, I think. Uh, I mean, just, you know, I just listed on and on and on and on and on. And Colin Seal has a beautiful resume. Only loss was the Hebron, but they have just turned back every single challenge. They've won close games. They've won blowout games. Uh, Colin Seal is going to advance to the next round. Up next, we have Region 1, number 3, Lowndes County. 10 and 5 versus Region 4, number 2, Grayson. 11 and 10 only. But boy, if I had to pick a dark horse, I don't know if Grayson's considered a dark horse. They were ranked to start the year, haven't been ranked for a long time since then, but they have played a very tough schedule. This Grayson team is as talented as, you know, I want to say almost any team in Class 7A. They are, they're good. They're scary good. This Grayson team, uh, can make some hay, and you're playing Region 1, which isn't, you know, again, it's just a little shaky, um, really tough, and Grayson surging at the right time, coming up to grab that two-seat away from Parkview. You're looking at a Grayson team that has a win over number one-ranked Luella um, that's in Class 4A. They have beaten Archer three times. Archer, who is currently ranked number 10 in the state, who has the number one seat out of Region 7, they beat them three times. Um just looking who else they've played. Uh, those those big wins there. They beat in Rockdale 72-66, a game that I was at. Nadia Howard going to South Alabama. A really good guard. Had a nice game in that one. Um, they've beaten good teams. They've beaten Brookwood. They've beaten Parkview multiple times. They've beaten Newton, who we'll talk about in a little bit. This Grayson team is scary. It's very scary. I mentioned Nadia Howard, uh, Courtney Rittenberry, who's been coming off the bench, but she's a 5'11 wing that can make things happen. Soraya Henry's 5'10. Talia Kemp uh, is a wing that can knock down shots. Catherine Albin is, again, just gets to the rim. She thrives in transition, breakaway layups, and really good defensively. They have a lot of pieces, this Grayson team, and they're just going to overwhelm Lowndes County. I think they're going to be too good, and I think they're going to make it to the Sweet 16, and especially with Lowndes having to come all the way up to Grayson, I think this is a nice little storm brewing for the Rams out of Loganville. 
And to wrap up the bottom left-hand side, we have Region 3, number 4, Hillgrove, 6 and 13, versus Region 2, number 1, McEachern, 15 and 4 overall. McEachern, uh, I know it's a little bit of a rivalry game, uh, but McEachern going to be way too strong in this one. Jill Hong, Shed and Company, Denim to Shields. Uh, McEachern's going to win this one pretty easily. So let's shift it over to the top right-hand side of the bracket. Um, looking at this one, interesting, interesting uh, bracket. I think I tweeted out earlier a lot of good guard play. That's uh, that's what we're talking about in this one. Uh, but we'll start with Region Five, Number Two, Woodstock, eighteen and eight hosts Region Eight, Number Three, North Gwinnett, nine and seventeen. Woodstock was ranked like what number three in the state for the longest time, and then they just hit a skid with. You know, COVID stuff that had a lot of games canceled and quarantined, and then they came out flat, and, you know, they kind of got it back going a little bit, but, you know, Cherokee has pounded them a few times. They just can't beat Cherokee, but they don't have to worry about Cherokee now. Uh, Bridget Upberg, a spoiler alert, going to be a first-team All-State point guard again. Um, she's, she's uh, you know, so good. Just scores the ball and has you know gives great effort defensively. Really gets a lot of steals. Just so active, you know the heart and soul of that team. And Carson Martin, um, a sophomore now, can put the ball in the basket. And averages about twelve to thirteen, fourteen points per game. Solid, solid guard. Um, Savannah Casey is about six three, going to Georgia College. Lengthy, can block some shots. Decent rebounder, can stretch the floor, shoot the three. Uh, this Woodstock team's a good team. North Gwinnett c- kind of struggles to score at times, so I'm going with Woodstock. Next up, we have Region 6, number 4, Denmark, 13 and 15, versus Region 7, number 1, Archer, 19 and 8 overall, number 10 in the state. Denmark is, um, you know, that's a, a team that has some talent. Sophie Smith, uh, boy, oh boy, can she score the ball. She was averaging over 20 points per game. She was leading Class 7A in scoring. At one point this season, um, she's she's really tough. She can, uh, you know, she's a freewheeling guard. She's got a really good handle. She's not afraid to, you know, throw some pretty tough passes and fit them into tight spaces. She's not afraid to pull up from well beyond the three-point line. Um, her, her scoring average has dipped uh, to 17 points per game, but she, she can still really fill it up. And she's got two freshmen that really help her out, Emma Hempker and then also uh, Mary-Kate Leonard. Uh, they have some length on the perimeter, on the wing type players. Uh, so they really help out a lot. But Archer with Tania McGowan, who's back healthy. Uh, Casey Nelson had a monster game in that region championship. You know, helped, uh, helped the Archer really get them off to a good start. And then they beat Norcross at the buzzer. Uh, I like this Archer team. You got Maya Jacks going to Columbus State inside. Not a huge scoring threat, but she's big. Uh, she's got a good, lean body. She can block some shots and rebound, d- take some charges, does the dirty work. Uh, I'd like Archer to win this game. Next up, Region 2, number 3, East Coweta, 16-6 versus Region 3, number 2, North Paulding, 18-5, ranked 6th in the state. East Coweta is going to come at you, and they're going to attack, and they're going to press, and they're going to want to make this an up-tempo game and get live ball turnovers. Uh, Latia Reeves, a first-team pick in Region 2, has had a really good, strong year. Um, Maya Walker was a a, a second-team selection. And then you also have Aaliyah Farrell, another guard with a little bit of length, uh, honorable mention pick. So those three have had a really good season for East Coweta. But North Paulding, uh, Taylor Cullinan going to Alabama, 6'3", causes a lot of mismatches. Um, 
I think she needs to be much more efficient, uh, but she does have a lot of skill. She needs to be much more efficient, and she has to keep her feet. I know she uh, she's she's on the ground a lot when I watch her play, but she can change games. She blocks shots. She can stretch the floor out. She's big. You can't teach that size. You can't teach that body, and you can't teach that overall skill set. It's just about her bringing it all together and putting it on to film and into games in an efficient manner. And she's been able to do that a few times this year. Um, so she's really good. And you have Aaliyah Washington, who I love as a pit bull, about five foot nine forward, just so good, great nose for the ball, just will out-tough anybody on the floor. And then you got uh, Caroline Arias, a really good uh, defender at the guard position, Speedy Oliveira. And shoot, I saw her just drain three after three against West Versailles. I didn't know uh, she had that in her game, but she's a really quick guard that um, it's more of a defensive player, but she's knocking down shots now. I mean, the per- perfect storm brewing for Coach Green over there. North Poling, a very good team. I like them advancing to the next round over East Coweta. And now the last game on that top right-hand side, Region 4, number 4, Newton, 6-10 versus Tift County, 13-2. The number one seed out of Region 1. Boy, oh boy, if you just look at the records, you would think, man, this uh, this should be a, a, a pretty nice matchup for Tiff County. But I'm telling you, Tiff County, I, again, they're playing in Region 1, eh, not that great. They're in trouble. This Newton team is a dark horse. They played in Region 4 uh, with the likes of Brookwood and Parkview and Grayson. So they've seen really tough teams. And I'm just going to read off some of their results. They lost to Hebron Christian, who's number one in Class A private. They only lost to them by four points. Um, They lost to Archer by eight points. Lost to Rockdale earlier in the season. Uh, Lost to Southwest Cab by just four points. um, The the theme of the story is they played an extremely tough schedule. Uh, Lost to Luella, lost to Carrollton, lost to Brookwood by two, lost to Parkview, lost to Brookwood. So uh, with that being said, out of their ten losses, uh, all 10 of their losses have come to ranked opponents. And let's look at Tiff County. Let me see if Tiff County has even played a ranked opponent this year. I'm looking at mm, mm, Warner Robins girls were ranked for a second. They did beat them 53-42. So uh, not that bad. That's a pretty nice win. Uh, other than that... No, you know, you, you you played one ranked team. Um, I don't know if Bainbridge girls ever made it into the top 10. They might have had a spot in there for a second, but I, I don't remember off the top of my head, so I don't even think so. But Newton has played such a good schedule. And it's not that they played a schedule. They're going to have the best backcourt in this game. Sanaya Tripp is a freshman. She's going to be a five-star point guard. I would be surprised if she doesn't. She's the best freshman in the state of Georgia. Uh she is so good, about 5'8", but explosive, has a ball and a string, scores at all three levels, can f- facilitate. Oh, she's a real deal. She is. She's going to be a five-star point guard. She's a blue chipper. You add in Ashley Norris, who's a junior, who's equally as shifty and really good with the ball in her hands. Um, you got Tremara Berry, uh, a, a freshman that can get hot and knock down threes. Now, Newton doesn't have 
a lot of offense as far as the interior goes. But those guards for the Rams, um, they're just going to be too good for Tiff County. I just don't see how they're going to be able to corral them. I know they're young, but they're really good. I know uh, Tiff County has Shakira Cheney. Um, but I believe they're going to be without a couple a couple key pieces. So that's going to be tough for them, missing a few starters. Um, not going to be at full strength. And then you have to welcome in um, a team like this that is that hungry and that young and that talented overall. Uh, I think Newton wins this game, and it's going to be tough going all the way down to Tiff County, but I like the Rams to come back out with a win in the Sweet 16 berth. Next up, bottom right-hand side. Now, this is this is anybody's ball game, folks. I mean, you got Campbell in there, who's ranked number five in the state. You got Brookwood, who's ranked number nine in the state. Um, you got North Forsyth, currently ranked number seven. But then even these underdogs, uh, we'll touch on them all. We'll start with this Region 3, number 3, Harrison, who is 8-13 versus Campbell, who's Region 2, number 2, 13-3. And thir- uh, but Harrison, they shoot the ball lights out. They're going to take three-pointer after three-pointer after three-pointer. Emily Acampiero, uh is a, a knockdown three-point shooter, uh, the prettiest shot in the state of Georgia. Um she can really carry this team uh, if, if they let her get open looks. Uh, she's very dangerous. Uh, a junior, Emily A. Campora. Uh, you add in Mia um, Javinki. I know I pronounced that incorrectly. I apologize, but she's a junior. She can shoot the ball lights out. Anna Garnett, another shooter from the perimeter. Uh, Alicia Foster has some uh, athleticism at the guard position. She can slash and she can score a little bit. From the perimeter, um, Harrison has a lot of shooters, is what I'm telling you. And if they get hot, ask what they can do. Uh, ask North Paulding, because because they hit what double digit three pointers against North Paulding, and they blew them out of the water, 77-51. So they're dangerous. This is a dangerous team. Campbell, they're gonna press. They're gonna get after you the entire game. Nia Bozeman, Layla Battle, Sarah Taub, who's going to North Florida. Um, they're gonna attack, 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 because that's just what they do. And I just don't know if Harrison's going to be able to handle that ball pressure. I don't think they're going to be able to. And for that reason, I have Campbell advancing. Next up, Region 1, number 4, Camden County, 4-14 four versus Region 4, number 1. Brookwood, 13-7, and seven, number 9 in the state. Brookwood has Diana Collins, and she is a star player who makes everybody around her so much better. They are going to handle Camden County easily. Next up, Roswell, Region 5, number 3, 10 and 11 versus Peachtree Ridge, Region 8, number 2, 15 and 7. This is going to be a pretty interesting game. I think this could be a very close game. You're looking at Roswell, 10 and 11, put in that region with Cherokee, and they've, um, they've taken some lumps, but... I'm looking at their their losses. No really bad losses whatsoever. All their losses, you know, outside of a team from Tennessee who are, we're not going to put in this mix, but every loss this year has been to a top 10 ranked team, um, except Walton was never ranked, but Walton does have a lot of talent. So you're talking about out of your 11 losses, uh, nine of those were to teams ranked in the state of Georgia. 
Um, they took North Forsyth the double overtime early in the season. They lost by five to Cherokee early in the season. Lost to Collins Hill by six early in the season. Lost to Parkview by five. Um, you know, they got blown out by Cherokee in their rematch. Lost to West Forsyth by just seven. Um, this is a team that they're better than their record shows. And you got Michaela Torrance who can really pour in points. Uh, really a really good score. Averages over 21 points per game, four rebounds, four assists, four steals. Will pull up from deep beyond the three-point line. You got a good sophomore in Marin Klein, Lanny Tibbetts, a junior that transferred in. This is a nice team. And now you're looking at Peachtree Ridge. Uh, Aaliyah Hunt inside, six foot three. Game changer, block shots, rebounds, scores inside. You got Nia Hicks there as well. Um, I just kind of worry about that size. Um, that's going to clog up the lane for Roswell. But Roswell can take outside shots. I mean, they got shooters on this roster. Um, and, you know, Torrance, she, you know, she does a really good job of getting to the foul line. Um, but, she, you know, if she has to shoot 10 threes in a game, it's not going to be a problem because she could probably knock down three or four of them. Uh, and, you know, just looking at Peachtree Ridge, much the same as Roswell, you're looking at all their losses, every single one. You know, you got seven losses. All seven of them were to top ten ranked teams, except, again, Walton. So Walton, the foil in all of this, and it's crazy that Walton's not in this state tournament because they have a lot of talent. But um, with that being said, this is a really a coin flip game. Uh, I'm going to just go with Peachtree Ridge. Uh, because I think Aaliyah Hunt can really, really, you know, discombobulate them with her post presence. And they have played Collins Hill fairly close a few times. But again, you like we just said, Roswell did the same thing. So I'm telling you, this game is going to go down to the wire. I guess he'll lean towards Peachtree Ridge. It is a home game for them. Um, maybe I'll just go ahead and say that's my deciding factor. But Roswell is dangerous. They are very dangerous, and they very well could take a deep run because, again, they played. Um, a lot of these teams, you're, you're talking about they might be seeing North Forsyth in the second round who they took the double overtime. Yeah, this is a really interesting game, but I'm going to go with Peachtree Ridge. And to wrap everything up, bottom right-hand side, Region 7, number 4, Duluth, 9 and 10. Saniah Jones inside, 6'3", blocks a lot of shots. Going up against North Forsyth, Region 6, Team 1, 21 and 4. They always find a way to win games. Brad Cudless has picked up where Coach Eric Herrick has left off. As I take a sip of my water, we got a long way to go, folks. North Forsyth's really good. They shoot the three ball exceptionally well. Halen Adel, I really like her. She's a you know about a 5'8 guard, 5'9 guard, but really just can play in the high post. She's physical. She's a good defender. I really like her a lot at the Division II level. She needs to work on her outside shot, but just her overall feel for the game and her willingness to get down and dirty, uh, a really key factor. You got Anna Gelada, uh, outside shooter. Really good player. Did not see her play this year when they played Loganville. She was out for that game, but I know she's been one of their leading scorers. But, they, you know, they just have a really overall balanced attack. Allie Jones can knock down outside shots. Uh, Maddie Erickson inside. It's not a huge scoring threat, but she's big. She's rebounding. She can play. You know, she's a, a physical player. Um, and I think North Forsyth, they're just going to be a little too good for Duluth, and it's just, you know, this is a machine. North Forsyth, we can always pencil them in for the Elite Eight every year, it feels like, and I don't think that's going to change this year. So now it's time for me to make my predictions. Final four, 
Class 7A, top left-hand side. I'm going Cherokee, going to return to the Final Four for yet another year, and luckily for them, they're not going to have to see Westlake. But they are going to see either McEachern or Collins Hill. Collins Hill, can they get over the hump? Is it Sisyphus pushing the rock up the hill? Pushing the rock, pushing the rock, but it keeps falling back on you, falling back on you. They're going to have to get past McEachern, who they beat, I think it was 51-50 earlier in the season. A game that I was at could have went either way. I think McEachern's gotten much better since then. That was early on in the year. Again, you know, Phyllis Arthur, she's hard to choose against. She's She's got a lot of state championships. Brian Harmon does not. Um, but I think this year, Collins Hill finds a way, like I said, 23-1. and The resume speaks for itself. They've won close games. They've won blowout games. I just think they're going to be able to grind that one out and find a way past McEachern. And and I'll say this, the winner of that game, Collins Hill versus McEachern, if they match up in the Elite Eight, the winner of that game wins the state championship. Um, But let me, uh, I guess I just spoiled it, but let me finish up my top, you know, final four. I'll go Archer on that top right-hand side. I think it's, you know, wide open between North Paulding, Archer, Woodstock. I think Newton's probably a year away, but that could be a tough matchup against North Paulding if they do hook up in the second round just with that speed at the guard position. Um, But I'm going with Archer. I think they're back healthy now. Uh, I think they do have some fairly decent depth as far as, you know, they can go about seven or eight deep if they need need to, quality players. Um, And then at that bottom right-hand side, it is a complete cluster. I mean, anybody could come out here, but... I'm going with the team with the best player in the quadrant, and that is Brooklyn with Diana Collins, who has seen you know everybody. They've seen good teams. They've played Collins Hill to the to the bitter end um, multiple times. So I'm going to go with this Brookwood team. So I have Brookwood beating Archer in the Final Four to make it to the state finals, and Brookwood, who they have seen Collins Hill thrice this year uh that is three times for people that don't know what that means um 56 55 they lost the first game uh which i was at great game they came clawing back then they lost 64 59 a little more separation and then they got blown out 77 63 so they've seen this team three times it's going in the wrong direction um, and for that reason, I just think, again, Collins Hill, I think they have the goods this year. They loaded their team up a couple years ago, didn't have to add on any transfers this year. Now they have that nice cohesion. They've grown, they've grown, they've grown. I like Collins Hill to win Class 7A. Now let us shift over to... Class 6A, what do we have in Class 6A, the toughest classification um, in the state? By far, I would I would have to say. Um, you're talking about a lot of potential state champions, and it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy because whoever wins it is going to be well deserved champion. All right, as I freshen up, let's get right into it. Top left-hand side of the bracket, Langston Hughes, Region 4, number 3. 
16 and 6 versus Region 1, number 2, Houston County. 10 and 5, Langston Hughes wins this game. Langston Hughes has played in that that just evil region of <laughs> Region 4 with Lovejoy and West uh Westlake. You've seen literally the best of the best. Langston Hughes, I think they're gonna be way too good. Uh a balanced team, Raven Thompson. Um, you know, a couple others, really good guard play. Tamia Stargell. Uh, Demisha Kane shooting those threes. Uh, Langston Hughes wins this one, and they win it pretty easily. Next up, Glen Academy, the defending runner-up in the classification. 12-11, and 11, the four seed out of Region 2 versus Region 3, number one, Rockdale, 18-3. and 3. Going Rockdale, they've been good all season long. They've just really just beat the heck out of these teams in Region 3. Like, Grovetown was supposed to compete with them. They just beat the crap out of them. Heritage Conyers, they just beat Heritage Conyers by 53 points. Just ridiculous demolition. Uh, this team is absolutely rolling. Uh, they had the region player of the year, only a freshman. I mean, that's pretty impressive. Daniel Carnegie has come in and just taken this team by the horns as a, a, uh, a really good guard. Not overly flashy, but just super polished. And she does everything out there. 14.7 rebounds, 4.5 assists, and 3 steals per game. Alana Moore is a good, about 5'8", five 5'9". Foot five foot Plays bigger than her size. A little bit of a wing type. Averages 12 points and 8 rebounds. Leah Edwards, 11 points a game. And Destiny Carnegie. Uh, she can be a spot-up shooter. Averages close to 9 points a game. So they're deep. They play really good defense. Rockdale's going to win this one. Next up... Region 6, number 3, Pope, 17 and 10, versus Region 7, number 2, Sequoia, 21 and 6. Pope, um, they have Cheyenne Hallman. She's a great guard. I like her at the low major to the mid major Division 1 level. Schools need to jump on her. The lefty can do so much. Um, but she really, she just doesn't have enough help around her to make it out of the first round, I don't think. Uh, it's going to be all her. Katie Ward can spot up and knock down some threes. And they can be a little aggressive, you know, get into the basket here and there. Set a Gatto is a, a good facilitator, uh, but by no means are they going to be able to compete with Sequoia, who's more balanced. Ellie Blatchford, really good player, has that Vanderbilt offer. Uh, just a threat for triple doubles every single game. Uh, you got Aaron Jackson, really a workhorse inside. And, you know, the list goes on and on. Susanna Rogers, a really good passer. I mean, Sequoia passes the ball so well when they get into that interior. Uh, they just really share it. Um, they're going to beat Pope. Next up, Region 8, number 4, Lanier. 11-10 versus 26-1, Region 5, number 1, Carrollton. Not much to see here. Tim Slater, personal friend of mine, but they're going up against Sean Thomason and most notably Damari Flournoy, who has a 50-point game under her belt. Uh, Carrollton, way too good. Just going to blitz them with their guards. So good. Um, and I, You're talking about just all these other pieces that have come together. Carrollton's going to blow Lanier out of the water. Bottom left-hand side, Cambridge, Region 7, number 3, 16-9 versus Region 6, number 2, Sprayberry, 20-5. Sprayberry ranked number 7 in the state after losing to Kell in the region championship. We had Cambridge ranked early in the season, um, but then things really just kind of fell off. They're still a, a, a nice team, a solid team. Uh, Jordan Dorsey, she gets to the rim at will, but she's a one-dimensional player at this point in her career. Really good player, just has to add a jump shot because 
you know, they, they do a nice job of spacing the floor, passing around their perimeter, but right when she touches the ball, she's having a, a dead sprint to the basket, and she glides to the hoop, um, long strides, going to be a really, really good player, uh, and especially defensively, she's at, at the top of that press, can really get deflections and steals, but you're going up, going up against Sprayberry with Flauge Johnson, um, Anna Vereen inside, 6-2 length, uh, they're just a really good team, Amaya, Johnson has a, a good uh, outside shot. Stormy Brown, a good defender. So Strayberry just going to be way too good um, for Cambridge. And I just think they're going to be a little bit tougher than Cambridge. Next up, Region 5, number 4, Alexander, 13-4 and four overall versus undefeated Buford, 24-0. Region 8, number 1. Um, going with Buford in this one, of course. Uh, they're just too good. Uh, they win every single year, it feels like. There's a system and a, a culture there that wins games. You add in Ava Grace Watson, the freshman, who already has some high major offers. Um, Sarah Vitti, a physical 3 and D type player. Shia Willis um, going to Georgia College, a good playmaker at the guard position. Blair Wallace can get hot and knock down threes. The list goes on and on and on and on and on. Buford wins this one in a blowout. Next up, Valdosta, Region 1, number 3, 13 and 8, versus Region 4, number 2, Lovejoy, 17 and 5. Lovejoy wins this one. Uh, Mania Foster has had a really good season. Uh, Brianna Preston, a freshman. Next big thing over there at the guard position, Lovejoy, just too powerful for Valdosta. Even though Valdosta does have Essence Cody inside, 6 foot 3, going to you know cause some major issues, but I just don't think she has enough around her this year. And next up, we have Heritage Conyers, a four seed at 11 and 8, Region 3, uh, going up against undefeated 21 and 0, Region 2, number one, Statesboro. Oh boy. So, again, just like on the boys' side, State or, uh, Heritage Conyers, they have a lot of talent, but they haven't been good. And I, just a major disappointment. I know they had a little bit of a. I think they might have had some COVID or a little bit of injuries down the stretch. I know had a couple players miss some games, but you got Sadie Harrell or Sadie Harrell going to Bethune Cookman. You got Christian Gaucher, a really tough guard, uh, going to Columbus State. You would think that's enough, but they got the four seat. Now you have to travel all the way to Statesboro, who's undefeated. Statesboro, I have seen them play. They are a good team. Uh, you know, they got a really tough guard in Jemiah Jones. I like her game. Madison Lee is a six foot wing. Uh, long, rangy, can grab and go, start the fast break. She's tough. You got Alexis Ward's a good guard. Um, and you got a big bruiser inside, only a freshman, but Alyssa Staten, she's about six foot three. Uh, she's pretty mobile as well. She's going to be a good player. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of good pieces. Statesboro, I think this team is used to winning games. I think Heritage has never learned to really win games at the level, which I just feel like they should. I just feel like this team has been on the verge of breaking out and breaking through. Like, they could have been Rockdale this year because I had those two teams. Like, uh, both of them have everybody coming back. But, you know, Rockdale had Carnegie come in as a freshman, and that changed everything. And, you know, Heritage just couldn't keep pace, and they fall to the fourth seed. And I think they're going to fall in the first round of Statesboro. And before I move on to this top right-hand side, I just want to look and see, like, brackets of death, region of quadrant of death, whatever we call it. Uh, that bottom left-hand side looks 
pretty brutal as far as these these uh these matchups go in the second round because we could be seeing Sprayberry versus Buford and Lovejoy versus Statesboro. That's really really tough right there. As far as the weaker side, maybe the weakest quadrant, we're about to cover it right now. It's top right hand side, and we're gonna start with Dequila. Region 8, number 3, 13 and 3 versus Region 5, number 2. Rome, 21 and 7. Tequila, they've just been kind of up and down. Just haven't really had enough around the Zarya Spearman. I think um, they have some good guard play. Uh, Makira, the Standridge freshman guard, she's going to be good, but they just haven't really been able to you know, keep pace the whole year. And you're going up against Rome, who does have solid guard play. Uh, Pinky Nation, good point guard, really gets a lot of players involved. Uh, Trinacia Adams is a good outside shooter. Uh, Dakiria Daniel, I believe her name is, inside is a nice piece. So, And then they have, uh, what, Brianna Griffin, I think, is a freshman slasher. I think Rome's just going to have more pieces. Going to be tough to slow down Spearman inside, but I think Coach uh, Harris is going to have a good game plan. I think Rome is going to advance. Next up, we have Region 6, number 4, Kennesaw Mountain, 15-11 versus Region 7, number 1, 24-3, River Ridge, who is ranked number 9 in the state. Uh, Kennesaw Mountain, they really struggle to score a lot. I would just watch them play in the 3-4 game against Pope. Lost 30-26. to um, Jada Bates is a very intriguing young prospect. The freshman's about six foot one. plays on the wing, has a lot of skill, but isn't just... You know, she already has a school record in points for a game, but she's just not really assertive enough uh, in at least the game I saw. And they got Shanique Reed, who rebounds, and Maddie Clark, who rebounds and cleans up misses. But River Ridge is just going to attack them. I think Matea Gale is going to be able to have a field day at the guard position. Allie Sweet up top on their press. It's just so long. It's a lot of steals. Uh, I like River Ridge to win this one. Next up, Region 2, number 3. We have Richmond Hill, 17-6 versus Region 3, number 2, Grovetown, 10-7 overall. Um, uh, Grovetown, again, another one of these teams, a little bit of a disappointment. I thought I could see a little bit more out of the Grovetown girls. But they're 10-7. I still think they're exceptionally dangerous. Um, you're looking at this team. Uh, they really saw Jada Porter step up this year, average 18 points per game. You got Kiana Curtis, who has D2 and D1 interest, averaging 15 points per game. Um, those two have been good. Uh, you got Anaya Jones, five points per game. You know, everyone else kind of at five points and below. Um, but it's just really been those two players. I know they had uh, one player. Uh, I don't know if she's not with the team anymore or didn't come back or got hurt or got a COVID case, but she was supposed to return and just – trying to pull everything up right now on the fly uh i believe that was going to be uh looks like uh demaya griffin i don't know what happened to her someone let me know where she went or what happened to her because she might have been the missing piece this year uh but with that being said i do like porter i do like curtis um and i think they're gonna beat richmond hill they have home court advantage and i do like grovetown to kind of maybe peak at the right time and get to that next round and next up, we got Region Four, Number Four, Lakeside DeKalb, ten and nine, going to ten and ten. Number One, Region One, Lee County. Um, gonna go with Lee County in this one. Uh, playing good basketball at the right time, coming up and you know grabbing that number one seed. 
Uh, and, you know, they, they beat some tough teams. You know, Valdas is in that region, so they've seen some, some you know, D1 town as far as Essence Cody goes. Um, but I think I'm going to go with Lee County in this one. Home court advantage, I think that's a big deal. Now, Amaya uh, uh, Glassenberry is a really good rebounder for Lakeside DeKalb, and they have a couple other pieces uh, that can be tough and are playing at the next level uh, when you consider, uh, as I pull it up here, you consider a, a few other players that have played at a very high level, but I, I, I think they're going to be okay. I think uh, Lee County gets the job done in this one, and I think they will advance and make it on to the next round. And we will shift over to the bottom right-hand side of the bracket as we try to wrap it up here. We have Evans, number three seed out of number out of region ten uh, out of region three, ten and ten overall versus region two, number two Brunswick, eighteen and five. Brunswick has some big physical girls inside. Um, I think that's going to be um, a big difference. Michaela Brown can jump out of the gym. Uh, they got another big post player i believe jackson is her last name i think she's going to be a force inside to have to deal with gonna make things very difficult uh i like brunswick just kind of overpower them in the post next up we have region one number four north side warner robbins eight and nine overall versus westlake region four number one 15 and oh westlake wins this game enough said region five number Three, Douglas County, 14-7 versus Region 8. Number two, Habersham Central, 18-5. Habersham Central has had a really good year this year. Uh, a lot of those losses, what, you got five losses. Three of them have come to Buford. So who else have they lost to? It looks like they've lost to Decula by five points, and they lost to Stevens County by ten points. But this is a really good team, and they played exceptionally, exceptionally well. Addie Pennick is a solid senior guard. Uh, really kind of leads the load with them. Um, I think they're going to be able to advance to the next round. I know Douglas County is going to pose some issues, but you've seen one of the best teams you could see in the state, Buford, and you have competed as well as possible against them. I mean, you know, they had a couple blowout losses, but they did only lose by 13 and on the road at Buford in their second game. So uh, I'm going with Habersham Central. And to finish it up, Kale, Region 6, number 1, 23 and 3. The number five ranked team in the state versus Creekview, 10 and 18, region seven, number four. Who is going to guard Crystal Henderson? I will say it will be nobody. Kill wins this game. And now, the final four in Class 6A. What a tough, 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 tough classification. And I know I'm supposed to give you a sleeper or a dark horse. I mean, there's not going to be any dark horse. Whoever, you know... The top 10 is a top 10 in this classification. It's going to be that, that top 10. I would be very surprised if at least seven of those teams don't advance to the Elite Eight, but you know how the bracket lays out sometimes. But with that being said, my final four, I'm, I'm even going to give you my Elite Eight because I think this classification is that good. It warrants an Elite Eight pick, and I know I hate picking games because I hate being wrong, and I hate having to deal with the hate mail. And it's bulletin board material. I know, just use it as your motivation. When you start calling me out on Twitter after you win a state title, make sure you give me a state championship ring as well because I feel like I'm part of the process. But I'm going with Rockdale versus Carrollton in the Elite Eight. I'm going with Carrollton. Then we have Buford versus Lovejoy. I'm going with Buford. We got River Ridge versus Grovetown. I'm going with River Ridge. Matea Gale leads away. 
Then I have Westlake versus Kill. I'm sorry, Kill. You don't have Raven Johnson. I'm going with Westlake. They've won 100-plus straight games in the state of Georgia. They've never lost in the state of Georgia with Raven Johnson on the roster. This leads me to my final four, Carrollton versus Buford. Let's go back to the way back machine. Let's see if we can pull it up real quick. What happened when these two teams have met in the past? They've met in the state playoffs. I want to say it might have been like two years in a row. Uh, let's take a look. Both these teams were 5A teams. Both come up to 6A. Buford took care of Carrollton 58-47 last year. But this year is different. Damari Fornoy is playing out of her mind. We already know how good she is. Kanaya Daniel is a big-time sophomore. She does so much on the floor. They are so fast in their press. I know Buford's going to come and attack them as well. They press and they get a ton of steals. But Carrollton, they have that extra ball handler this year. Gehende Obasoy is back from an ACL tear last year. Missed her entire season. She is back. Igosa Obasoy, she is there as well. They have ball handlers. They have skill. They have Kanaya Daniel, who flies all over the place. I have Carrollton finally getting the monkey off their bench, uh, off their back, finally ending this run of four straight state titles for Buford. It's going to be Carrollton in the state championship game versus Westlake, who will blow out River Ridge in the final four. Westlake versus Carrollton. FBC teammates Damari Flournoy versus Raven Johnson going to South Carolina. Brianna Turns going to Virginia Tech. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh, they just have so much. Tania Latson, who's still only a junior but jumps out of the gym. Westlake, you can't pick against Westlake. This is possibly the best team in the nation. I think Carrollton has a talent to compete with them, but it's all about loose ball turnovers. If you turn anything over, against Westlake in a live ball situation. It is two points going the other way. I think Carrollton can match up. They have some pretty good athletes and that, you know, very good guard play to kind of make it tough. But Westlake, too good. I'm going with Westlake to win the Class 6A state title. Again, completing a four-peat after winning three in a row in 7A. They come down to 6A. This is the greatest dynasty we have seen in girls' basketball um, since Collins Hill did three in a row, even they did not win four in a row um, back when they had um, Maya Moore. So this is special. I'm going with Westlake. Moving on, we are down to Class 5A. Top left-hand corner, Union Grove, the three-seater out of Region 4 at 18-8 and eight versus Region 1, number 2, Coffee, 16-8. and eight. I think I'm going to go with Union Grove in this one. Doc Gamage was the coach of the year in Region 4. They really came on strong down the stretch. Taylor Brooks was a first-team selection. You're looking at Ananda Mayhew was a second-teamer. Um, this team is playing very well. They've played some tough opponents here and there, and uh, I think they've, they've got the job done. So this is a team that is, uh, you know, wasn't really looked at heading into the season as a uh, as a major threat, but they beat Jones County to get that three seed, fifty one forty seven. And prior to that, they lost to the eventual region champion Dutchtown, fifty one forty seven. So they played some close games, have some good players, and they had the coach of the year. So I'm going with Union Grove. Next up, 
Region 2, number 4, Harris County, 16-8 versus Region 3, number 1, the number 1 ranked team in the state, 17-1, Woodward Academy. Woodward Academy, just going to be too much to deal with. Sydney Bowles scoring the ball um, at a much higher uh, efficiency rate this year, it looks like. Her field goal percentage is going up. Um, I think she's getting to the basket a little bit more, and it's just more balanced offense. Uh, Sarah Lewis has really shined this year. No surprise there. Saw her in the offseason, thought she was going to do a lot more offensively, and she has done that, and they have some more length. Mackenzie Mooring, Zoe Scott, they got a lot of players to choose from. Woodward Academy rolls, and they're going to roll a long way. Up next, Grady, 9-10 and 10 overall. The Region 6 three-seed versus 24-1 Cass, Region 7, Number two, 24-1. They lost their only game of the season. Third matchup against Hiram. Close game. Just was not able to pull it out. Uh, dropping that one 55-50. It's a team that is deep. They have players, you know, like 10 players score every single game. Haley Johnson has, has a really good year. Lundacia Smith has really emerged and has taken that team Um by the throat, by the horns, you know, she stepped up with Claire Davis, who had a little bit of a down year, but she's been dealing with a lot of injuries, and, you know, she had surgery, um, but Landacia Smith, just a, a player that's always a threat to rack up double-doubles, triple-doubles with their steals, so aggressive, slasher on offense, but just such a high-energy player, um, she she really leads that team, and they're really good, Ariana Hames has helped out as well, Kiara McDaniel, it's a good squad, I think Cass is definitely going to roll i think they're back refocused now after losing their first game of the season i don't think their season's going to end on a two-game losing streak so i like cast to advance to the next round where they will likely see region five number one southwest decab ranked number four in the state they are going to be hosting 14 and 12 walnut grove the four seed out of region eight southwest decab i think they're going to win this one They've seen a lot of good teams this year. Adriana Brownlee, big girl inside, is a region player of the year out of Region 5, and they have some more size with Taylor Christmas, who I, I really like. She's a skilled post player, so you got two like 6'1", 6'2", big bodies inside. Um, that's really tough to deal with, how they can go with a twin tower set. And then you have um, you know some more guard play and everything on the perimeter, and Nia Lee has had a really good year, so I like Southwest DeKalb to win this one. Moving to the bottom left-hand side, as I take a look for some sleepers and some tough, toughest regions or toughest uh, quadrants, I, I think I'm trying to garner a picture here. I think this one might be one of the tougher ones, um, with all things considered. I mean, you don't have a, a Forest Park or a Woodward Academy in there, but I think this is a very competitive quadrant. And we'll start with 16 and 11. Region 7, number 3, Calhoun versus Region 6, number 2, 18 and 4, Maynard Jackson. Maynard Jackson, very good team. Got a lot of players playing at the next level. I think they'll win this one. I think Calhoun. Calhoun's played a, uh, you know, they played well this year. They have some talent for Ty Curtis, really can score the ball. And Lindy Ray Davis, dual sport athlete, is good as well. But I just think Maynard Jackson just going to be a little too much with their length and, um, you know, tough guard play. I think Patsy Mosley's still over there as well. So it's a team that's just going to be too strong uh, all throughout. And they have some good young talent as well. A couple talented freshmen. I like Maynard Jackson.
Up next, Region 8, number one, Loganville, who is currently ranked number three to end the regular season, 24-3. and three. They host Decatur, who's 10-6, Region 5, number four. Loganville, Janae Charles is a Region Player of the Year. Uh, you have Rose Bone going to Lenore Ryan as an inside-out threat as a 5'11 wing. Uh, Sydney Bolden has come on strong, just a, a player that's really blossoming as a playmaker and scoring a little bit uh, more as, you know, she's can slash the basket, but she can hit that outside shot. I like Loganville. I think they're going to be able to roll to the second round. Bottom left-hand corner, Wayne County, Region 1, number 3 seed, 12-7 and seven versus Eagles Landing. Region 4, number 2, 11-12. I know I got harassed after the game, said I hate Eagles Landing. I never picked them. Oh, my goodness. Cracking me up. Eagles Landing not in the top 10. I know they were upset, but not a top 10 team at 11-12. But I will say Monet Florence. I like her. Solid player. Uh, I thought her shot selection was good. I thought you know, I saw her in the offseason. She took a couple wild shots, but you know it's travel ball. It's a little bit different. I thought she plays in the structure very well um, over there at Eagles Landing. I thought she improved as a, a person that can get others involved. So I did like that out of her. I also really did like uh, you know, the size inside. Um, Kayla Stafford going to Brnauk, uh University. Uh, she's a, you know, a, a mobile big forward um can shoot the outside shot quite well she knocked down a few mid-range jumpers and even a three-pointer when i saw her in the region championship so just those two players alone uh, i really think brings eagles landing to a higher level and wayne county again region one is you know that south georgia region uh, it just i hate to say it and i keep harping on it but just a little bit of it's, it's okay it's not great and i think eagles landing has seen more and i think um you know, this is a team that's that's ready to get the job done, and I'm going to go with Eagles leaning to advance on to the next round. Finishing up, bottom left-hand side, Jonesboro, 10-10, ten ten, the four seed out of Region 3 versus Region 2. Number one, Griffin, who's 16-7. Uh, I think Griffin's going to win this one. I just like uh, Samaya Puckett inside. a big body that's really active, can rebound. Uh, has some good footwork in the low post. I like her. Leah Turner, good outside shooter. Can play either on or off the ball. I think those two alone. And then you got Aaliyah Duranham. I think she plays really hard as a perimeter type player. And then Nadia Byard at about six foot tall. You know, not a huge offensive threat, but will crash the glass. Super lengthy. Will get deflections, get steals. Good defender. I like Griffin. On to the top right hand side. Of the bracket, we got Clark Central, Region 8, number 3, 7 and 15, traveling to St. Pius, Region 5, number 2, 18 and 2 overall, ranked number 8 in the state. Their only two losses are Southwest to Cab. They have been, uh, you know, a bit of a surprise. Definitely did not see this happening coming into the season, but Kyle Snipes, what a great coach, rides those. Those referees into the ground, I always have to mention that when I talk about Coach Snipes, a, a hard-charging head coach, gets the most out of his girls. Kate McBride has had some big, big games this year. They had a couple really nice wins. I think they beat like Grayson earlier in the season. They beat someone else as well. That really put them on the map. But Kate McBride, Kelly Stevenson, nice little one-two punch. And then Alexa Kenna um, balances that attack. 
might struggle to score the ball at times, but I think they're going to play good enough defense and they're going to pound it inside and they're going to rebound. And I like St. Pius to advance. Next, we have Lithia Springs, Region 6, number 4, 9 and 10 overall versus Hiram, Region 7, number 1, 17 and 4, currently ranked number 7 in the state. Lithia Springs, only freshmen and sophomores on the roster, and I know they are quite proud of that. Um, Looks like uh, Coach Mills has done a very nice job. David Mills has a, a go-to uh, guard. I mean, it doesn't matter what grade they're in. As long as you have a player like Cameron Morris averaging 20 points per game, the little guard fills it up. Um, but I think they're going to struggle against Hiram. Hiram's so athletic. I love Amani Smith. I think she's going to be a really good player at the next level. College coaches, Division two for sure, maybe even low Division one. She can shoot the ball exceptionally well. She's a good slasher. She can make plays. Defensively, she flies all over the court. Um, she is just such an impactful player with a great high motor. I love her game. You add an Ariel Owens inside, an inside-out threat at about six foot tall. I think she's got you know the best of her game is still yet to come. Um, I really like this Hiram team. And then Sydney Jones, how could I forget? Just a rugged rebounder, a great rebounder, double-digit rebounder, about five foot nine. I think she's going to Tuskegee. Uh, she rebounds just a workhorse. You just look at her. She walks in the gym. She steps on the court. She's a strapping young girl, big, strong, physical, tough inside. I really like this Hiram team. And you throw in Cameron O'Neill, a young guard who can facilitate. Hiram is a very good team, and I like them to advance. Next, we take a look at number three out of Region 2, Northside Columbus, 7-9, versus Region 3, number two, Forest Park, 19-5, number two in the state. Forest Park will blow out Northside Columbus. They have bigger fish to fry. They're trying to defend their state title. Next, a very interesting game, a very interesting game indeed, between Jones County, the four seed, who has been disappointing this year, but they have played a tough schedule Four seed out of Region 4, 12 and 10 overall versus Region 1, number 1, 19 and 3, Warner Robins. And, uh, you know, their, their game, they, these two teams hooked up earlier in the season twice, and it's kind of been a microcosm of what Jones County has gone through this year. Play good teams, they put a tough schedule, but they lose all these close games, and they got themselves in the hole early on in the season at 0 and 4. And never could really right the ship, but they lost 63-58 at Warner Robins, and then they lost 53-48 at home to Warner Robins. So with that being said, they can win this game. They're right there every single time. You had the best player on the floor in Jada Morgan, who is a, you know, a stud, an all-state guard, only a sophomore. Um, she is going to carry the load. It's just whether can some people come on and go with them. I know Kamaya Epps, she got hurt this year, I believe, and she's been out, and that's been a big blow. But you got Cameron James, six foot two inside. You know, she can uh she got some skill as well. I need her to really step it up. But Jada Morgan, she can carry this Jones County team to a sweet 16 berth. I just worry about who is going to be along for the ride. Um already lost twice to Warner Robins, but as I've seen in the region tournament, it is extremely hard <laughs> to beat a team three times. So in that manner, you might think, okay, Jones County, you're playing with house money. You're the four seed. 
You got nothing to lose. They could come out and do something here, but Warner Robins has been led by Navia Mack, a freshman. Um, they got a couple other players balanced scoring, and Courtney Davis and also um, Teja Aggie, Aggie. So you got a tough little group there. Um, Jones County's good, but I just I'm just concerned about who's going to join the ride. I think this is a coin flip game, um, but with the home court advantage, I guess I'm going to go with Warner Robins. But I'm not surprised at all if Jones County gets this job done. Next up, we have Mundy's Mill, the three seed out of Region 3 at 15 and 9 versus McIntosh, Region 2, number 2, 20 and 6. Another game where I think could be, eh, it could be pretty close. Uh, of course, it's a 2-3 seed game, so it should be close in the first place, but Mundy's Mill has had a really nice season, got off to a really good start. Uh, then they started seeing some tougher teams, and they kind of, you know, leveled out a bit, but it is what it is. Um, they have been led by two players averaging 11 points per game in Keanu West and then Haley Miller, a uh, nice little guard. Um, they've been tough. They've seen some really good teams. I mean, you get that that seed out of the Woodward Academy and Forest Park region, so you've you literally seen the two best teams in the state. So nothing that McIntosh is going to throw at them is something they can't really handle. Uh, McIntosh led by Kiara Collins, averaging 15 points, 9 rebounds, 4 assists, and almost 5 steals per game. This game, eh, I kind of went back and forth, but I think home court advantage. Peachtree City, beautiful city, a lot of golf carts roaming around out there. Nice little longhorns that I went and ate a steak at one time. Great place, great people. I'm going with McIntosh. Up next... Region 4, number 1, Dutchtown, 19-8. They host Ware County, Region 1, number 4, 9-11. I got Dutchtown, Paige Lyons, best player on the floor. I think she, of course, is just going to have a field day. She's a, you know, She transferred in, and she's been the engine that has really turned this Dutchtown team around and has them playing at a high level. Region 4, player of the year, uh, averaging close to about 18 points per game and just stuffing the stat sheet. She's very, very good. Uh, Jade Anderson's a nice little off guard as well, helps out. Um, so I think they got the pieces. And Deja James, good energy. I like Dutchtown. And to wrap things up on this bottom right-hand side, we got two more games to cover. ML King, Region 5, number 3, 16-5 overall, versus Greenbrier, Region 8, number 2, 21-3. I think ML King, they could be a, a tough matchup. I mean, Greenbrier is really good this year. And I thought they could had a chance to be really good this year to open the season. They were on my short list of teams that have in the top ten. I I think they missed out on it, but they definitely got in there once they they beat Loganville. But I'm looking at a, a ML King team that has some talent. Alasia Coates, good player. Jana Berry, good guard. Victoria Nwanzi, you know they got they got some gals. Um, but I think I, I got a ride with Greenbrier just because I have seen, I, I haven't personally seen them, but they did beat Loganville. I know this is a good program. Um, still young. They got a lot of these girls are going to be coming back for the next few years. So you got to be super excited about that. But Trini Barrow, good young guard. Brooklyn Begley was leading the team in scoring. I want to say Jordan Tanksley, Caitlin Staley. That's, you know, that's five right there that you can go to war with any single a uh, game in this tournament. You got the coach of the year in Region 8, Ryan Morningstar. Greenbar advances, heading to the Sweet 16. And to wrap it up now, officially in the bottom right-hand side, Cartersville, Region 7, number 4, 7 and 15, versus Region 6, number 1, New Manchester, 22 and 3, up to number 5 in the state. 
Um, Carissa Richardson is just going to be too good inside, inside-out player. Very good. Um, she's got some help in Cameron Bates and a couple other on the perimeter that really make this a well-oiled, balanced team. New Manchester is going to win by double digits over Cartersville. And let me take a sip of my throat coat tea before I make my final four pick and mull it over one last time. All right. Final four. We're just going to get straight to it. Woodward Academy, Loganville, Forest Park, New Manchester. And that bottom right-hand side, I think that's kind of that's kind of wide open. You know, really? I'm thinking the winner of that Greenbrier-New Manchester game, that's who I personally would say is going to the Final Four. I have New Manchester winning it, obviously, but I think the winner of that game is who I would think would go to the Final Four. But Dutchtown is still a good team. You can't count them out. I think that bottom right-hand side really is uh, pretty wide open as far as everything is concerned. But I am going with New Manchester. But if New Manchester gets beat by Greenbrier, I would probably go with Greenbrier. And my championship game... I guess they're going to run it back for another one. Woodward Academy versus Forest Park. These two teams have hooked up twice this year. First game was, whoa, this is going to be a, a epic battle, 55-51. Woodward Academy pulls it out. And I don't know what happened in the next one, but Woodward Academy slapped the heck out of Forest Park, 71-46. to um, Sonia Fagan held the eight points. Don't know what happened there. Not going to speculate. 8 points, 14 rebounds, 7 turnovers. But I know Woodward Academy, they have so much length and they can throw a lot at you. And Sydney Balls erupted for 38 points in that game. Now, I don't think she's going to score 38 points again in another matchup. It could have just been one of those games where everything she was throwing in the ocean was going in. But she had 38 points. Sarah Lewis had 21 points. They're long. They can really attack those guards for Forest Park because it's not that the Forest Park guards are small, but... You know, when Woodward Academy can throw out multiple six foot, six foot one, six foot two wings and forwards out there, that length eventually adds up. So, with that being said, I have Woodward Academy beating Forest Park for the third time this year. Exceptionally hard to beat a team three times, but I think Woodward Academy, a little more dog in them. I got Woodward Academy advancing and winning the state championship. Next up, let's shift it all over to, looks like we're down to class 4A. And this is going to be a fun one. I know class 4A on the boys' side uh, was wild, wild, wild. I think it's a little more stable on the girls' side, as far as what I can tell. So let's get right into it. Let me take a sip of my drink. And now we're right into it. Spalding, 13-3. They've been hanging on like a hair on a biscuit, as they say, in the top 10 all season long at number 8. Nariah Slayton is out. I think that drastically changes what their ceiling is. Um, but they're 13-3, three seed out of Region 4. They go up against Doherty, 10-8, number 2 out of Region 1. I think they take care of business in this first, first round. And I think they're in a really good quadrant to make a little bit of noise. Um, so I'm going with Spalding, but I just don't think they're going to be able to reach their true potential since they're not at full strength. Next up, we have Region 2, number 4, Kendrick, 6-12 and 12 only. They've disappointed me. I really thought Kendrick had a chance to be really good. That was one of those teams on my shortlist that I thought could be a top-10 team to open up the season. Has not played out that way. They are playing Jenkins, Region 3, number 1, playing in that three-team region. 
Ugh, a three-team region. Oh, my God, people. Come on now. Come on. We're having too many buys. This is a part of the podcast where we start talking about teams getting buys in the state tournament. Just, just horrendous. Terrible. But anyway, I digress. They captured that number one seed. They beat Islands to get that number one seed. So kudos to Jenkins for taking care of business. They won 49-37, three-team region. Eh. Anyway, so they were going up against Kendrick. And Kendrick has played in, a you know, obviously a much tougher region because they actually have a region. Um, but they've seen some teams, and they've taken their lumps. I'll, I'll, you know, you got to tell them, they've taken their lumps. They got beat by Luella by 18 East Coweta, a big school, beat them by 33, lost by eight to Early County, uh, just got, just, I don't even know what the adjective or verb is to say about what happened between them and Carver, but it wasn't pretty. Um, lost by six to Lee County, who ended up winning that region up in, what we say, Class 6A, I believe. So they've seen some teams got beat up bad by Troop and lost to Hardaway by, looks like they lost to Hardaway by seven points, so... And you know, a couple losses were forfeit loss. So all that being said, they played some you know tough teams, and then they ended up losing by eleven to Hardaway in the region tournament. But with all that being said, I'm picking Kendrick. I'm picking the four seed, the Kendrick Cherokees, to make it to the next round. I think they have some talent. Mercedes Sistrunk, uh, I like her. She's a junior, averages eleven points per game. They got another junior, Kayla York, averaging eleven points per game. This team has seen better teams throughout the season. Carla McKinney, I think they're just gonna crank it up into gear, and they're you know they don't have too much gas left in the tank, but I think they're gonna be able to have enough gas to go to Savannah, come back home with the win. Then things get a little tougher in the second round, but I do like the Cherokees to pull off an upset and make it to the Sweet 16. Next up, Region Six, number three, Druid Hills. No shortage of drama with that team, with coming in and coming out, and they're here, they're not here. We're in quarantine. We're not in. Oh my gosh. 11 and 14. Going against Region 7, number 2, Northwest Whitfield, 13 and 10. I'm looking at my bracket right here, and I had my uh, whiteout. I had to white this one out and decide who am I going with. I had one decision at first, and then I switched my mind and said, I don't know what to do. Druid Hills, they have some talent. Kaya Craft, athletic little guard, not a shooter though. It's all going to be going to the basket. I think teams can game plan for that. You're going up against Northwest Whitfield, who this is, you know, they're definitely not as good as years past. Northwest Whitfield, you could always, you know, count on them for winning 20 games. This is probably one of their not as good teams in a long time as far as at least record goes, at least record-wise. Um, they're really not up to snuff as as they have been. But I'm looking back at what they've done last year. What, they beat Madison County 52-46, and Madison County had – um, you know, Kayla McPherson, that, that, you know, that tells me something. I know Northwest doesn't have all the same girls as last year, um, but that does tell me something. And they're going up against Druid Hills. Druid Hills, they lost to Spalding by six points last year. Spalding was really good last year. So, mm, Druid Hills, good result as well. But I think home court advantage, Tunnel Hill is a tough place to play at. I have to go with Northwest Whitfield. Mackenzie Brugner shoots the lights out from the three-point line. I think she might be able to get hot if Druid Hills doesn't have a good game plan and can't track her down. I think she could torch them. I think it's going to be a really close game, but I think Northwest Whitfield, the Bruins are going to pull it out at home using that home court advantage, making it tough on Druid Hills. 
up next. Region 8, number 4, Cedar Shoals, 15-8. and eight, A pretty good 4 seed, to be honest with you, versus Luella, 20-2. Region 5, number 1, number 1 team in the state. I'm going to keep – oh, pardon me. I'm going to keep it short and sweet as my throat tells me to. Um, Luella is going to win this game. I love Luella this year. I mean, a lot different. I mean, they, they, they lose, uh, you know, their star players from last year, Paris Miller, uh, transferred. They graduate, um, Keely Brown at, uh, Fresno state, you know, you, you lose your best players, but Courtney Gardner, she transfers in from, where was it? Lovejoy, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, um, she comes in. She's going to Coppin State. She's a really good, shifty little guard. And then the big girls have just improved. Jada Session has – she's definitely improved so much. She won, what, Region Player of the Year, double-double machine, uh, averages a double-double. Uh, you know, she's just going to bully people inside. And then the second part of that Twin Tower set that Coach LaToya Brown can run is Ariana um, Dyson. Ari Dyson, she is so good. I fell in love with her in the offseason at about six foot, six foot one. Only a sophomore, moves so well, can go coast to coast. She's got such game. She could play with the finesse game. She could play with the body up game, the bully game on the low block. She rebounds. She is going to be a very good player at the next level. I got her on my D1 radar. I think she might be a top 20 player in the state of Georgia. I think she's that good. I think she can continue to put it all together. Uh, And for that reason, I just think Luella, too good, too deep. Um, they're going to beat Cedar Shoals, and they're going to go a long, 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 long way in the state tournament. Bottom left-hand corner, Heritage Katusa, Region 7, number 3, 17-8. Traveling to Arabia Mountain, Region 6, number 2, 14-2 overall. Uh, Arabia Mountain currently ranked number 7 in the state. I think Arabia Mountain's way too good. They're going to be too quick. Malaysia Jones, the freshman guard, is very good. They have so much to prove or to choose from to attack with. I think they're going to be quick off the dribble. I think they've seen really good teams. I know um, they fell to Marist. Uh, it looks like that was twice they got beat. They lost and they they, they won the first matchup, but then they lost the next two, including uh, in that region championship, forty five thirty five. Uh, so I think they're just going to be really tough. Um, like I said, Malaysia Jones, a freshman, she's a stud. I wanted to put her all state, you know, to, to open up the preseason, but I don't think I had enough of fortitude, intestinal fortitude to make that happen. But I think she's going to be an on a, on an all state team when all said and done. She's so good. Lauren Lynn's had a good season. Sydney Bunkley, I'm just naming off these players, Jordan Ward, Maori Pruitt, another shifty guard who's only a sophomore. That is just going to be mismatch nightmares for Heritage. I like Arabia Mountain. Next up, North Clayton, 6-14, Region 5, number 4, verse 21-4, Region 8, number 1, Jefferson. Jefferson, number 3 in the state. North Clayton has not been good this year. Tamia Parker puts up video game-like numbers for North Clayton, but she doesn't have enough around here. I think Jefferson is just going to be too class, too polished. Livy Blacksock going to North Georgia. Deshauna Gaither. Um... You know, you got Kinlaw has been knocking down outside shots as well. Uh, you just have so much to choose from. Ellie Kinlaw, that is. Uh, just a deep, 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 deep team. Um, still without their, their main post presence. Uh, got hurt again in the offseason, but it doesn't matter. Jefferson, they have bigger fish to fry than worrying about getting out of this quadrant. It's going to be tough. Um, but I like Jefferson in this game. And then 
You know, second round matchup is going to be hard. Third round matchup is going to decide pretty much everything. Um, it's tough because I do have a lot of seniors. Uh, but I do like Jefferson in this Sweet 16 for sure. And we'll see what happens after they make it out of the first round. All right, bottom left-hand side, we have Monroe, Region 1, number 3, 8 and 12. Got Bubbles on the team. Big fan of her game versus Region 4, number 2, Westside making 9 and 5 overall. We're talking about two teams that haven't played a ton of games. Um, I think it's going to be challenging. I think it's a real toss-up game. I, I'm going to go with Westside making because I, I do think they are, you know, they are at home. I think that could potentially play a factor. They haven't had a great game or a great season uh, per se, but I think Aliyah McAfee, uh, McAfee, pardon me, uh, is a good enough player to really take over games and use her length and just her overall skill set. Um, so I'm going to go with Westside making. And now, bottom left-hand side, we have a beautiful buy out of Region 3. Perfect. I mean, Carver-Columbus, the one seed who's barely played in the games this year, they've turned it up as the season has gone on, 11-2 overall. You get a first-round buy. Nothing much to be said here. Top right-hand quadrant, North Oconee, Region 8, number 3, 15-9, versus Mount Zion-Jonesboro, Region 5, number 2, um, we're looking at a, uh, an, mm, I don't know if I'm going to say it's an, an interesting match, but I think Mount Zion, uh, should be okay in this one, but I know North Oconee is definitely going to throw the whole kitchen sink at them. Uh, they have some good guards. They can be pretty balanced and they've seen some really good teams this year. Uh, but North Oconee is going to go with Maddie Dickens, Annika Bonds, uh, two tough ones right there. Got a couple others. That really balances team out at Mount Giant, Mount Zion, Jonesboro. Um, Aisha Berry, I think she's just going to be a, a real matchup nightmare, and I think she's just going to be too athletic, too uh, too long, too tough to really slow down. Versatile piece, and I like Mount Zion to advance. Next up, Stevenson four and thirteen, Region six number four versus Region seven number one, Pickens County twenty and four, Pickens County. A good team was in the rankings for a, a second there, then dropped out. I want to put them back in, but it's just one of those things you got to play it by ear at this point. No one else lost, so you couldn't put them in there. But I like Pickens in this one, obviously. Um, they're going to be seeing a lot of speed. You don't really see that much athleticism and all that in Region 7. It is what it is. Let's, you know, it is what it is. Um, but I do like Pickens in this one. Um, a nice little bounce of veterans and youth. Uh, the freshman Caroline Mullins has had a good season, averaging nine points per game. Cassie Richards, I believe she's a senior, 10 points per game. You're looking at Amanda Nelson, over seven points. Isabella Howell, seven points. Madison Powell, six points. So you got a lot of players putting up some nice points there. Uh, it's a real balance. Not a, I just listed it off. You got one player in 10 points, and everyone else is just chipping in. So they don't score a ton of points. It's a by committee approach, which can sometimes be a, a good thing because it makes it tougher for another team to game plan as to who to slow down. And for that reason, uh, they're going to have to deal with Kelly Finkley. I know she's a, a really good player over there at uh, Stevenson. Um, but I think I am going to ride with Pickens County. Again, it's going to be tough to play over there. At Pickens, it's 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 up there. It's it's a long ways away from DeKalb. I know that much, and uh, I, I I like the I like the Dragons to get the job done, or the the Nets, the Dragonettes. Pardon me. Next up, 
a game that I was looking at very hard. I going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Now, I don't think either one of these teams is going to be a state championship team, so it doesn't matter in the long run, but it matters to me and it matters to these programs. Region 2, number 3, Hardaway, 10-4 and four overall. Traveling to Region 3, number 2, Islands, 8-12 and 12 overall. I think this is a interesting matchup, as I love to say. Islands, they had, uh, you know, they were undefeated in the, the region. They only played like four region games, three-team region. Then they lost in the region championship, but I think... All things considered, that works out very well for them in the long run. Because did you really want to be up there and have to deal with Luella in an Elite Eight matchup if you got that far? No, you did not want to do that. And that top right-hand quadrant, I'm telling you, if we're looking at weakest and strongest, I don't want to say weakest as far as like it's so bad, but like top right-hand quadrant, I see Mount Zion Jonesboro, ranked number nine in the state. I see Pickens, unranked. And I see Cairo, next best team, unranked. So you got one ranked team that's in the bottom of the pole. So as far as on paper, that is the quadrant you want to be in, that top right-hand side. You did not want to be on that bottom left-hand side. That is Murderer's Row with Arabian Mountain, Jefferson, Carver Columbus. You want nothing to do with that. But this right-hand side, we might see a, I don't want to say a random team make it to the Final Four, but it's going to be a kind of a random team that's going to make it to the Final Four. And we'll see what happens once they get there. But... You're looking at the Islands team that they got on a little hot stretch down the, you know, in the middle of the season down the stretch there. Beat Beach 46 to 40. Beat Woodville Tompkins 44 to 39. So those are two really good wins for them right there. Um, and then they were handling their business in region play until they lost in the region championship. But like I said, that loss is a beautiful thing for them. Um, but they're going up against Hardaway, and I I I do like Hardaway. I think I might have had them in the top 10 for a second this year. If not, they were right there at number 11. I like Hardaway. They're coming out of that tough region, Region 2. Um, Jamia Cobb averaging 15 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists, 3 steals per game. Really leading this team. They've played, like I just said, of course, that they played a lot of tough games. They only lost to Langston Hughes by 6 points early in the season. That right there put them on my official radar. Um, they lost a troop by nine points, just looking at these results. Um, so those are, you know, the biggest three results right there, but this is a pretty good team. Now they're going to have to deal with the region player of the year, um, coming out of that, that, what we say region three, and that's Veronica Sirzant. Um, uh, what about six, one or so, uh, she had a really big year, only a sophomore, uh, she poured in 14, almost 15 points per game, 12 rebounds, two assists, just under two steals and over three blocks per game. So she is a, a real issue. She scores a lot of the points. Next leading scorer is going to be uh, Hannah Summerall at about five points per game. So everything's going to run through Cerzan. Uh But she's a very good player, um, has a little bit of stretchability, can stretch the floor to the three-point line on occasion, but most of her damage is going to be done getting to the foul line where she shot 69%. Um, Islands might have the best player on the floor in this game, but again, depth, you might have number one, but what do you have two through eight? And I think that's where Hardaway might have the advantage, and that's why I'm picking Hardaway to advance to the Sweet 16. Next up, more West Lawrence, Region 4, number 4, 7 and 13. At Cairo, Region 1, number 1, 14-1. Cairo was just about to make it into the top 10, and then they lost a game, and they can never surface in there. 
But I do think this is a good team. And again, it goes back to I had them in the mix in the preseason. Like, do I really want to put them in there? They're right there. They were on my radar the entire time. This is not a team that came out of nowhere. No, 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 no. I I knew Cairo was going to be good. Um, and that, you know, they had everybody back from last year and they're, they're doing it again. Uh, with uh, Ambria Vicks averaging just under 20 points per game, five rebounds, three assists, three steals. Uh, you got uh, Chambria Vicks, 11 points, six rebounds, and then you round it off with uh, Leah Perry inside, 11 points, 10 rebounds, just under two blocks per game. It's good, good core. Now, you know, this is a team that used to be in that Columbus region, so they're very familiar with some of these teams I might see Hardaway in the next round. They would be very familiar with them. But this region... They're playing in this Region 1, and it just feels like all these Region 1s are just, uh, even on the boys' side, just not not great on some of these. Um, the best team they saw in the region was Doherty, who was only 10-8. and eight. Bainbridge is good. Uh, and we're going to talk about Bainbridge, Bainbridge next at 9-7. and seven. I think they do have talent, but just overall team, teams haven't really won a whole lot to really get on my radar. But with all that being said, I do have Cairo going to the next round and we'll talk a little bit more about them in just a little bit of a second bottom right hand side new Hampstead, region three number three four and ten versus troop region two number two 12 and five um troop county currently ranked number five in the state never really took off this year i know they played a really tough schedule early on but I thought they were going to be ready to beat Columbus, Carver Columbus. And the first time they played was just in this, what, region championship here. Um, and they were down big, and they came back and lost by a couple points. But I thought they were going to be able to beat them. They beat them last year in the Final Four. Watch it happen. They did not have Olivia Cochran, and they won. And they're, uh, of course, no Olivia Cochran this year either. But they just weren't able to replicate that. Um, I think graduating... One of the, you know, their leading score last year really hurts Troop. But I, with all that being said, Troop, uh, I like Troop to win this game. I still think they're very dangerous as far as the state tournament picture goes. Next up, Region 1, number 4, Bainbridge, 9-7 versus undefeated, 13-0. Region 4, number 1, Baldwin, to be known. They are doing everything they can to be known. And I like that. And I think they have a chance to make some noise out of this little quadrant here if they're for real if they are as good as uh, i think they could be but you know bainbridge is gonna pose some challenges uh Terrilyn brown inside is a, a diverse you know four that can shoot the three and then a uh, detavia salter really good post player about six two i like her she came to my camp uh last season very good footwork knows how to score inside i think that she should be on some college radars, maybe low major, definitely Division II. Um, she's a very good player. I think, what, she's only a, a, maybe a junior by now. Uh, I think she has a chance to be um, a very good player, a very good player. She's got a 4.0 GPO, uh, GPA, pardon me. Um, she can play. She can really play, and she's going to cause a lot of issues inside for Baldwin. She averages 12 points, 9 rebounds, 3 steals, 4 blocks. She's a real deal. Baldwin, they're going to get after you with their guard play, and that is how they're going to get it done. 
Um, you're looking at, uh, let's see here, we have um, who came back, uh, Tamia Smith, a junior, averaging 18 points per game. I like her, gets five steals a game. But the freshman, Madison Ruff, has really elevated this team, 14 points, four rebounds, four assists, and over five steals per game. Baldwin likes to trap, they like to press, they like to get after you and turn you over. They're going to be able to do that. I think it's going to come down to does Bainbridge have enough guard play? Because if Baldwin is pressing and trapping and they keep that game in the full, you know, 84 feet, whatever you want to call it, however long these courts are, I know they all are variants, um, but if they can keep it playing in a, a long game and not let it turn into a half court game where they can pound it inside to Tavia Salter and get her established. That is going to benefit Baldwin. So I just don't know if Bainbridge has enough guard play to handle Baldwin's pressure. And for that reason, I do have Baldwin advancing. Next up, Region 5, number 3, McDonough, number 10 in the state. A lot of talent, a lot of talent on this team. They are going to be going up against... Uh, looks like Flowery Branch, 12 and 14, Region 8, number 2. They've been a disappointment this year, but they've been showing... Signs of life. They beat Jefferson down the stretch. Um, Ashley Locke, 6-3, going to Mercer. When she's on, she is very tough to stop. She's very efficient around the rim. She's skilled. She blocks a lot of shots. Um, Shania Cruz, a good little guard. Bella Brick, got some outside shooting with her. There are pieces here, and I you know I, I like Flower Branch. Like I said, I'm kind of surprised they didn't play much better. I don't know what they were dealing with. There could have been COVID or injury issues. Who knows? But those are some good players. Um, but you're going up against McDonough, who, again, they've been okay this year. Not phenomenal, but they've been good. Janai Alexander, really tough, wanky, uh, playmaking guard, averaging 17 points per game, going to Alabama A&M. You add in Sky Waters, averaging about 13 points. Nia Pope, 11 points. That big three right there, I think, will carry McDonough. I think they'll be a little bit better on the perimeter than Flowery Branch. I do worry about them inside trying to stop uh, Ashley Locke, uh, but I'm going to go with McDonough in this one. Next up. Cedartown, Region 7, number 4, 14 and 8, versus Region 6, number 1, Maris, 20 and 3. Maris, just like the boys, they control tempo, they grind you into dust, uh, make it ugly, low-scoring games. Cedartown is not going to be able to score in the half court against Maris. I have Maris advancing. Now let's take a look at the final four. Give me a moment. Here are my final four picks. I have Luella. I have Carver Columbus beating Jefferson, which pains me to say that. But I, I, just, I, Kiana Gaines leading that team. Clemson, I think Carver hasn't played a whole lot of games, but I think they're gonna be good enough. I think the difference maker in this game uh, with Carver, I think we're talking about Anishon Jones. And uh, Kamaya Edmonds inside, both from about 6'2", 6'3", two big bodies, going to be bullies on the glass. I just worry about Jefferson inside because when they played uh, Flowery Branch, I mean, I know they've seen Ashley Locke before, but I, I figure Ashley Locke probably hurt them some there. But now you got two 6'2", 6'3", big girls. I think Jefferson can turn them over in the uh, with their press, but I just got to go with Carver in this one. And it's a shame for that, that senior class of Jefferson. They've been so good, but... I don't know. I think that's going to be a really good game either way. Top right-hand corner. I have 
Cairo beating Hardaway in the Sweet 16 after these two teams hooked up multiple times. Cairo lost to Hardaway two out of three times last year, including Hardaway eliminating them from being able to make the postseason. I think Cairo gets some revenge. I think Cairo actually sees Pickens County in the Elite Eight. And I think uh, Ambria Vicks and Chambria Bricks, Vicks, I think uh, they find a way. I think Cairo slips in there into the Final Four after not being ranked pretty much all season long. I don't think they've been ranked at all. But they find a way into the Final Four, which tells you something about how much I think they are a pretty good team. In the bottom right-hand side, I have Troop versus Maris in the Elite Eight. And I have Troop County gutting it out. They played a lot of good teams. I think they scored just enough points. They might win this game in the 40s. But I like Troop to play Luella in the state championship. And I have more heartbreak for Troop. I think Luella, Jada Session... Ari Dyson, too good inside. And then Courtney Gardner just has a ball on the string and she's a facilitator. Then you got Cameron Barry as well. You know, just too much. I think Luella finally climbs the mountaintop and the Lions win the state championship in Class 4A. Oh boy, folks. It's that time. It's that time, the time you've been waiting for. Class 3A, my favorite classification to cover in girls basketball this year. Oh boy, we have a lot to talk about. I need to make sure I make it short and succinct and uh, make sure I don't drag on too much, which tends to be a problem, but this has been a very wild classification, very good basketball in all corners of the state. I think we have a changing of the guard. (laughs) I mean, we need to talk about beach and what the hell happened there, Uh, but let's get right into it. Before we drive, dump right into it. Actually, let me take a look and see what what's the what's the strongest quadrant. What's the weakest? Let me take a quick peek here. Oh man, it's so balanced. That's the issue here. A very balanced classification. I would say the top right hand corner quadrant there. That might be one of the weaker ones as far as elite eight matchup potential elite eight matchups go i think that could be the weakest and not by much not by much because i there's a team in there that i think's really good that i haven't talked about at all this year but i think they're good but i would say that one might be the toughest bracket i mean it's just so difficult to tell and because we have a lot of really good first round matchups too that are going to erase some good teams, but I think maybe, I mean, shoot, I mean, if we're talking about the overall strength, that that top right hand might be very tough because you got Westminster, you got Rockmart as a lower seed. I don't know, but I, I might say even this this bottom left hand side with White County versus Coala Creek, that's a really tough first round matchup. Redan versus Stevens County, that's a tough one. Upson Lee gets a bye. I don't know. We got a lot to dive into, so let's just go ahead and do it head first. Top left-hand side of the bracket, Burke County, Region 4, Team 3, Leslie Lawrence, my best friend in the CSRA. She's the best at getting me anything I need as far as region brackets or anything like that. So major shout-out to her. She is She's the best in the business up that way as far as matriculating information on her players and other players in that classification leslie lawrence um a great big shout out to her all her help over the years 
Burke County traveling to Tattnall County, 14-6, Region 2, Region 1, number 2. Tattnall County is not as good as years past, I don't say, uh, I don't think, uh, and I think that's going to come back to hurt them. Chris Freeman, coach of the year in that region. Tamia Brown was a first-team pick. Ashley Joyce, Mackenzie Williams. But I think Burke County is a very good team. I think they've, they've seen some tough opponents throughout the year, and I think that's something that really prepares them. Um, you know, they only got that three seed, but, uh, they had to deal with the likes of Cross Creek, who I really, really like. They've seen Washington County this year. Um, they've seen a couple other teams. Morgan County is turned to, turned into a, a pretty nice team. Um, but I do like Burke County in this game. I expect them to make it on to the next round. Uh, and, uh, I think this is a team that's had some success in the past in uh, in playoff runs. So I'm going to go with them. I see them leaning on uh, Aaliyah Denmark and also Janiah Gardner to do so. So I got Burke County. Up next, Pike County, 11-8 versus 10-2, Johnson Savannah. Johnson Savannah, boy, I guess we don't have to talk about Beach just yet, but I guess we could talk about Johnson Savannah. Uh, it's very difficult to pick against the Adam Smashers. I will tell you that 10-2 overall, but with the stop and go of you know, not having a region tournament, and then COVID, and this, that, and the other. And as I look, ten and two team. We're gonna check this out right now. They have. Let's see here. Um, I don't know if they even have a single. They might not have a single. You got a a five hundred right here. Wait for it, everybody. They do not have a. Oh, they have one. Johnson Savannah has one win against a team with a winning record. Who is six and four? Liberty County. Who is what seed are they? They are the two seed. Uh, well, they're six and five currently. They have one win. They don't play anybody. Johnson doesn't play anybody. How do you not play anybody with the winning record? I know this year has been crazy, and they only have eight players on the roster, and it's been challenging. But they haven't played anybody, and I think that's because Chatham County put the clamps down, and they didn't let any of their schools play anybody outside of the county, really. Uh, and, you know, that was uh, just, it's bad, it's terrible. Savannah has really dropped the ball and is just, it's not good. I mean, they're, that's a whole <laughs> a whole other thing, but they're screwing the kids, they're screwing the teams. Uh, remember, folks, we eliminated the jump ball. You're going to survive, for God's sake. You're going to be okay. Wear a mask, wash your hands. You'll be okay. Anyway, Amani Hamilton you know, six foot wing, 25 points and 11 rebounds and three blocks. And Kalia Hankerson, 13 points, 10 rebounds and five blocks. Uh, and then you got, uh, you know, Tiana Williams, 11 points per game. And who is a Marley Burner, nine points, seven rebounds. But those are a little bit inflated stats because who else is going to play? You only got eight players. I think a lot of these girls are playing the vast majority of the game. They haven't played anybody good this year. Pike County is not phenomenal by any stretch of the imagination but pike county does have some talent as well and they've seen some good teams like upson lee who is undefeated the number one ranked team in the state they played gabby cartaniga uh who's going to troy from uh, jackson they've seen good teams and um they've held their own for the most part uh zai thompson a five foot eleven sophomore all i hear is really good things about her that could be a great battle at that forward position with Johnson's aforementioned talent. Um, I'm going with Johnson Savannah. They're playing at Johnson. Uh, so I'm going to ride with them. And, I, you know, they're still very difficult to pick against. But if you read all the numbers and the statistics, 
they haven't played anybody. And, you know, that what, they lost to Windsor, uh, not Windsor Forest, but Woodville Tompkins, a smaller school who's having a good year. Um, but you have, what, we said one win against uh, a, not even a ranked opponent, just a team with the pulse, with the winning record. Not good. A lot of question marks surrounding Johnson Savannah. With all that even being said, I'm still certainly picking Johnson Savannah um, to win a couple games in the state tournament. But I, they don't, I don't think they have elite guard play like they've had in years past. And... It's just been a challenging year for all these uh, Chatham County schools. And, you know, we'll see where they end up in my final picks and previews and predictions, all that stuff. But uh, I got them going to the second round, but I don't know what else is going to happen beyond that. Next up, a really tough game. Ringgold, 18-9. Margaret Stockberger, one of the all-time legends in northwest uh, Georgia. Uh, they're going up against uh, Gilmer, 17-6, and six, a number two team out of Region 7. Uh, this is a tough game. Ringgold's going to be good. Ringgold's always going to be well coached. It's a tough team. They've seen, you know, Sonoraville, Rockmart, Coal uh, Creek. They've seen some of the best teams in the state of Georgia in Class 3A. You got Riley um, Nyadley. You got Rachel Lopez, a little undersized guard who I really like. Is quick and smart with the ball. Those two alone with Maggie Reed. They got some pieces over there at Ringgold. Going up against Gilmer. It's going to come down to can you stop Ellie Callahan? About six foot tall. Finishes well around the rim. Can step outside and shoot the three. Very long defender. Gets a lot of blocks and steals. Uh, you, you got Emma Callahan as well. That kind of bounces out. Hope Caldwell, a good little guard. Uh, Bethany Burnett, I believe is her name, is a really streaky three-point shooter that can get hot. Um, I'm going with Gilmer. I think Gilmer, home court advantage. Ringgold's going to be super tough, but I think Gilmer grits it out. Next, we have Oconia County, 8-16, Region 8, number 4, versus Region 5, number 1, GAC, 11-7. They were ranked number 4 in the state last year when they made their run, and again, they didn't have a sexy record. They don't have a sexy record this year, but they ended up winning that region tournament. They finally got over, and they, they really put it on Westminster after losing two close games to them. They might be locking in. I know Kaylee Addy had a big, big, big performance in that win over Westminster. So this is a very dangerous, scary team. They're clicking at the right time. They beat Redan by 40 points, so I guess it's just completely fallen off a cliff in that region in the semifinals. Um, I got GAC winning this one. Uh, we'll be talking about GAC much more as the podcast progresses. Bottom left-hand side, this is a slobber knocker. 12-9 and nine, White County, much better than their record. Had injuries early on in the season. The three-seed out of Region 7 going up against Koala Creek. Region 6, number 2, 21-4, currently ranked number... Eight in the state after dropping down. Quall Creek can beat anybody in the state that's not ranked Sonoraville. Sonoraville completely owns them. They just can't beat them. It's a mental block. It's really weird. Uh, Sonoraville just unleashed however many, what, like 11, 12 threes on them again and just drilled them by 33 points in the region championship. But outside of Sonoraville, Quall Creek can play with anybody. That's a balanced, good team. And do we forget, they almost beat Jefferson last year uh, early on in the tournament. They gave them a heck of a run. Uh, we're looking at Jefferson. That was a, if I can locate it, in the first round, 55-62. That was a pretty good effort. So this is going to be a tough matchup for both teams. White County, Maddie Futch, the region player of the year, going to Emmanuel. You got um, 
Dasha Cannon going to uh, North Georgia, uh, a solid guard that's a good passer. Naomi Roberts has been an X factor for this team. She really had a stretch where she was just, you know, dominating, putting up big points, really helping balance this team. And you got a couple other ones that really make this team go. Um, they're they're going to be very dangerous. They're a very dangerous team, and that is not someone you want to see in the first round. But Koala Creek, very balanced. Kenley Woods, probably the probably the best passer in the state of Georgia, if not the best, one of the best passers in the state of Georgia. Um, can get her own shot as well from the perimeter. Uh, you got Caitlin Richards going to shorter inside, big bruiser, physical double-double threat. That makes them solid up front. Um, uh, Brinkley, uh, Kate Reed, she's a, a, a dynamic type wing that plays really hard, can can chip in defensively and slash to the basket. Jillian Poe is a three-point shooter. Uh, Emma Turner, a quick little guard, is a three-point shooter. You have all the pieces. All the pieces are there for Coach Backus. All the pieces are there. They have home court advantage. This is going to be an all-out war in the first round with White County. But I'm leaning on those seniors. I'm leaning on home court advantage. They're not Sonoraville. They're not going to shoot the three as well as Sonoraville. I have to go at Koala Creek, but this is definitely a toss-up game. I'd probably give it maybe mm, 57% chance Koala Creek wins. What's that? 57 plus 43 equals 100. So I think it's a close game, but I'm leaning towards Koala Creek, but I think White County definitely has a chance to win this one. Next up, Redan, Region 5, number 4, 10 and 8. I guess I don't know what's going on with them. I just mentioned GAC turned it up and beat them by 40. Trying to Stevens County, Region 8, number 1, 17 and 6. Stevens County, hearkening back to the days of the Ups and Lee boys. All these girls have been together, playing together their entire life. Now it's senior season. I think they're going to make some memories. They have Root, Verdell, Renaja Verdell. Co-region player of the year in Region 8, about 5'11". I like her. Finishes in psych and stretch the floor a little bit. You had Kiara Howard uh, on that perimeter as a, as a good guard. Bree Taylor. Uh, just so many. Savannah Broska. Um, goodness gracious, this is a good team. Nana Eads. Choking on my water here, but they have a lot, a lot to pull from. A lot to pull from. This is a good, a good Stevens County team. I really like them a lot. I think Redan is, you know, Jayla Cook. They go as she goes. Little undersized guards that plays just her butt off. She's so good. Um, but I think there's going to be more balance from the Stevens County team. We're looking at Verdell averaging 16 points and 11 rebounds, two blocks. Eads at 12 points, five rebounds, five assists. Bree Taylor chips in nine points. Kiara Howard. Uh, I guess she's going to Piedmont, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong. Uh, but eight points, four rebounds, three steals. Broska, six points. And then Lindsey Moore is a floor spacer that can shoot the three-point shot. I like Stevens County in this game, setting up a really big matchup in the Sweet 16. And we're going to see a lot of great Sweet 16 matchups in Class 3A. But I got Stevens County advancing. Up next. Morgan County, Region 4, number 2, 14-9 versus Brantley County, 9-11, and 11, Region 1, number 3, going Morgan County in this one. They played a, a pretty good region schedule. I like them. They've seen some tough teams. I'm going with the Bulldogs in this one. Brantley County, I know um, I know it's going to be a, a tough trip. They got Reagan Bowers, a very good player, and Sydney Middleton, but uh, I'm going with Morgan County 
And then Ups and Lee, we have the bye. Let's talk about it for just a second. Beach County, or not Beach County, but Beach Girls getting in a brawl with Savannah after the game. It was ugly. It's terrible. I don't know why this is happening, but they're suspended. They're kicked out of the tournament. So we have a bye for Ups and Lee. The undefeated team in the classification, they will advance to the next round. Top right-hand quadrant, Franklin County, eight, eight, Region 8, number 3, 12-10 overall, traveling to Westminster, Region 5, number 2, 16-2. Bailey Breedlove going to Western Carolina, very good player. She's dealt with so many ACL tears and just injuries, but she's been able to play this season. Uh, but they're running into a buzzsaw. Um, and Courtney Ogden, who's, she might be, mm, it's debatable. She probably long-term is the best player in the classification, one of the best players in the entire state. She is just phenomenal. Stella Chartrand has added on and has really helped this team out with her scoring, averaging about 16 points per game as a freshman. I really like her. Talking long-term, the issue with Westminster, it's those two girls scoring and then no one else is really scoring. And that's a, that's a heavy burden to go upon. Now, most of the time, you know, they're while they don't score, that supporting cast, I think a, a handful of them are dual-sport athletes, but they do have quality-sized guards. They're athletic. They press. They will get after you. And I think they can play very good defense. And when you get the rest of that team playing good defense and then you got your two scores, that usually works out a lot. Now, it didn't work out against uh, GAC in the region championship, but they did beat them twice in two close games. Um, but I just worry when they play a team that can kind of game play. Well, you saw what happened with GAC. If you play a good team that can kind of, you know, maybe one of those two girls has an off night, you know you're not going to get like 10 points out of anybody else. It's a two-man show for the most part, which is better than most teams. But that just kind of worries me long term. I think their defense is good enough and they're athletic enough, but I just kind of worry long term. Courtney Ogden's going to have to score a lot of points if Westminster wants to win a state title. <laughs> Next up, an interestingly difficult first-round matchup. Rockmart, Region 6, number 4, 17-9 versus Region 7, number 1, 22-4. Lumpkin County hanging a banner, Region Champs, first time in 30 years. But now you get rewarded with playing the all-time leading scorer in the state of Georgia, Kiara Berry, going to Indiana. I think Lumpkin County is going to be okay. Again, Rockmart, this is a one-man band. It's Kiara Berry is going to score her 35 points and then... Megan Little's going to shoot a lot of three-pointers. And if she's on, which she has been in some games, ask Sonoraville. They they snuck up on Sonoraville when I think Little hit, what, she had like six threes. She actually outscored Kiara Berry in a game, which never, ever, ever happens. Um, they, can be, they can be tough, but it's really, again, you talk about a two-man scoring show between Westminster and Rockmart. I think it's even uh, more pronounced with Rockmart. It's literally two players and everyone else, you might get two or four points there's just not a lot of scoring on a consistent basis uh, between everyone else on that roster. Uh, but Kiara Berry, she will shoot from 30 feet. She will make it from 30 feet. She will get out and transition. You have to make sure you don't have live ball turnovers because she will turn those into two points. But with all that being said, Lumpkin County is so much more balanced. They're the antithesis of Brock Martin when you got Isabel Davenport going to North Georgia, Avery Jones, a superstar freshman. She's been so good this year. Uh, who else do you want to mention that scores points? Um, Mary Mullinax, Mackenzie Caldwell going to Emmanuel. Not much of a score, but an athletic defender and a rebounder. Lexi Pierce had a game where I think she scored over 30 points. It's everybody. They pass the ball well around the perimeter, and they could shoot lights out. They hit 18 threes in a game. 
They might be the best three-point shooting team in the classification. There's another team we'll talk about later that is equally as good as a shooting team, possibly even better. But with that being said, I think Lumpkin County is just going to space the floor too much, and I just think it's going to be death by a 1,000 paper cuts. 14 points here, 14 points, 12 points, 10 points, 8 points, just so balanced. Doing this all without Kate Jackson, who tore ACL in the offseason. Lumpkin County is not going to get beat by one player. Lumpkin County is going to win at home. Next up, we have Jackson, Region 2, number 3, 12 and 7 overall against Region 3, number 2, Liberty County, um, 6 and 5 overall. Jackson should win this game. Uh, they do have Gabby Cartagena, uh, Cartagena, probably mispronounced it, I apologize, but she's going to Troy. She averages like 28 points per game. She's a monster for them, plays much bigger than her size. She's going to lead Jackson to the next round. Next up, Region 4, number 4, Hepsiva, 8 and 11 versus Pierce County, 17 and 6. Region 1, number 1. I think I teased it a little bit earlier. If there's a dark horse to make a run at it, I'm saying it's Pierce County. I haven't had them ranked all season long. I've been wanting to get them in there, but you know how dang hard it is to get ranked in Class 3. It's just so lock solid. Um, you know, just tough. You can't get in there. Nobody really loses. And if they lose, they're losing by a couple points to another top 10 team. But Pierce County, 17 and 6, coming out of Region 1. Um, let's take a look at what they did last year if that gives us any type of an idea. They beat Kendrick. Uh, looks like they beat Kendrick last year 50 to 41 in the um uh, in the first round. Uh then they lost to Jefferson by 31 points. Um, so I'm not sure what you can take away from that other than they have pretty much everybody that from that team is back on this year's roster. So let's go down the, 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 the trail here. They're 17-6 and six overall. Um, their only losses that came to Houston County, 47-41, uh, to 41, a much bigger school who's 10-5, and five, and I believe they're in the state playoffs. Uh, they lost to Clinch County, who is ranked number two in Class A public. They only lost to them by two points. Clinch County, very athletic, very tough team. Uh, we'll talk about them as the podcast progresses. They lost. They only lost to Brunswick, a six A school, fifty three forty nine. Brunswick has some big monsters inside, eighteen and five only overall. They only lost to them by four points, and then they only lost to them by two points in their rematch. They lost to Tattnall County, fifty seven forty five, fourteen and six. I think that was a little bit of an outlier because they were able to handle their business next time. Uh, they lost forty-three to forty to Wayne County, another bigger school that's in the uh, in the state playoffs at twelve and seven overall. They beat Coffee sixty-six sixty-four in overtime. Again, we're talking about a five-A school, fifteen and nine in the state playoffs. All with all that being said, this Pierce County team, this is a good team. This is a good team. Natalie Heron is a Region Player of the Year, only a junior. I know she plays softball as well. Dual sport athlete, um, region player of the year. She's really good. You add in uh, Tivana Miles, Treasure Miles, Molly Scruggs, all those girls, first teamers. Who else do you have on that team? Kennedy Sykes was a second team selection. Honorable mention, you're going down to Natalie Griffin, Sarah Davis. This Pierce County team is good. No one sees them because they're, you know, we're talking about all these North Georgia teams and, you know, Savannah. Pierce County's tucked away in where? Blackshear, Georgia? Um, they're tucked away over there. This is a very good team, and they are going to advance, and I think they're going to win a few games in the state tournament.
Now, we're on to the bottom right-hand side of the bracket. Southeast Bullock, 4-11, Region 3, number 3, versus America Sumter, Region 2, number 2, 14-4 overall. The defending state champs, a lot different this year, but still a tough, gritty team. Um, they do have some quality guard play, and they do have some size. Trinity Jackson was a first-team selection, Region 2. Tiffany Goodman, Destiny Sims, second-team picks. I like them to win and beat Southeast Bullock. Up next, Appling County, Region 1, number 4, 2 and 13, versus Region 4, number 1, 18 and 2, Cross Creek, who I am a big fan of, currently ranked number 4 in the state. Cross Creek will win this one going away. Cross Creek is a dangerous team. I keep telling you, I think they could be last year's America Sumter this year with one workhorse player and a lot of other solid role players. Jordan Dorsey going to North Carolina A&T. Check the stats. She is a beast out there. She is going to cause a lot of problems for other teams. Uh, it's it's something to behold. I really do think this Cross Creek team has a chance to do something special this year. Um, if you recall, uh, what they only lost, they lost at, at the buzzer on like a tip-in or something like that to Troop County last year up in, uh, what was it, Class 4A? If I'm not mistaken, so now they come down a classification. You have pretty much everybody back for the most part. Um, your only losses came to North Augusta, a powerhouse in South Carolina who's 15 and one. They lost to them 39-37 after they beat after they beat them 37-31 earlier in the season. So they handed a legit powerhouse their only loss of the season, and then they lost to Statesboro 47-29, which tells you Statesboro is pretty dang good in Class 6A, undefeated for a reason. Um, but other than that. You know, the region's not spectacular, but Burke County's going to be well coached. Morgan County has had a really nice year as well. Um, Kim Schlein has won a lot of games over there, and Jordan Dorsey averaging 20 points, close to seven rebounds, two assists, three steals, dynamic, athletic. You add in uh, Michaela Bogans, 10 points a game as a freshman, and then Aaron Martin is a big shooter, seven points, five rebounds a game. This team has a chance. I like them to advance, and they're going to win a few games. Next up, Sandy Creek Region 5, number 3, 16 and 12 versus East Jackson. Region 8, number 2, 10 and 6. Um, Ariel Belinga going to Coastal Carolina inside about 6-2. Janiah Hodges, a real good, what, heptathon athlete going to Oklahoma. Um, they're a good team. Their record doesn't necessarily show it. I know they lost some players to transfer, but this is a very good team. I think they're going to be able to beat. East Jackson, but you know, give credit to East Jackson. They've had a good year. Uh, Kenzie Whitehead, very good player. Antonia Pittman as well. And Haven Rollins has really rounded out that attack. But I think so, uh, Sandy Creek is just going to be too big. Next up, North Hall, 9 and 19, Region 7, number 4 versus Sonorville, Region 6, number 1, 21 and 4, number 3 in the state. Sonorville. They might be a better outside shooting team than Lumpkin County. I've seen them play twice. They are ridiculous from the three-point line. It's literally everybody on that roster, really. And, you know, you're straight up led by, you know, Stephanie Caudell, coach of the year in Region 6. You're led by uh, Alexa Geary going to Georgia College. So, And she's not just, you know, she's five foot eleven. She's not just a shooter. She can score at all three levels. She's athletic. She gets to the rim. She's tough. You got her, you got Abby Chambers, who's a three-point specialist, who's about five foot ten, five foot eleven. So you got a, a sizable shooter. Um, Lindsey Bowman's about five foot, five foot two. 
She's going to shorter, but she's a real pit bull on defense. She closes out exceptionally well. She's a floor general. Shoots the ball really well when she gets her feet set. Maddie Parker also going to shorter. Uh, another guard that can knock down some outside shots, play some good defense. Um, you got some size inside. Uh, this is a good team. Sonoraville is really, really good. <laughs> and they beat and, you know, they handled Koala Creek three times already. They, you know, they lost that one game to um, Rockmart, but they took care of business in their rematches. Sonoraville will advance. This team might finally get over the hump. They've been in the Final Four. They've been in the Elite Eight. And they always run into Jonathan Savannah. Jonathan Savannah has ended their season, what, I think it's back-to-back years now they've they've ended their season. Um, this past year it was in the Elite Eight. Only lost by nine points to Johnson Savannah. That's when Johnson Savannah was Johnson Savannah. I don't think they're quite as good this year. I think they're still good, but not that good. But with all that being said... I think they get over the hump, and especially if they get to the Final Four and how we're having state uh, Final Fours, we're not at neutral sites anymore, people. They're going to be at home sites, and if they're a one seed and if they win the coin flip, if they play another one seed, they're going to have a Final Four game at the Furnace. It is going to be ridiculous in there, extremely tough to win at. Um, This Sonoraville team, they are scary, so I got them advancing. Let me take a drink of water, and we will get into the final four picks of bulletin board material everybody has been waiting for. I'll give you my Elite Eight picks. That's how good I think this classification is. Johnson-Savannah versus GAC, a rematch of last year's um, final four game, 52-50. GAC shocked Johnson. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a shock this year. I think GAC wins between Kaylee Addy. J.C. Bolden giving you just enough. Uh, I don't think GAC is quite as good as last year, but I think the heart of a champion, they're peaking at the right time. I got GAC back in the Final Four. Next, I was going back and forth between Stevens County and Quilva Creek in that Elite, or not Elite Eight, but that Sweet 16 matchup. Oh, it's going to be tough, but I think I just got to ride with Quilva Creek. Uh, again, this is a real toss-up game. Both teams are fairly similar as to being very balanced. Having four to five girls put up double-digit points every single game. Um, but I am I guess I'm going to go with Koala Creek, but I think it's going to be super hard to win at Curahy Arena. Uh, but I'm going to go with Koala Creek to see Upson Lee. And there, you know, Upson Lee has a good resume. They've beaten a lot of teams. They're, again, the complete opposite of what Johnson Savannah has done. They've beaten so many top you know, not top 10 ranked teams, but teams that have winning records. And a few of them were in the top 10. Like they beat Warner Robins and a couple teams here and there. Um, But I like Upson Lee to get over and continue to be undefeated and get all the way to the Final Four. Now, I don't know how much they've been challenged or how much adversity they've faced. Um, They've been able to handle their business. They had a couple close wins. They beat America Sunder by 10 points, and then they beat Jackson by 8 points. But, you know, you did see a... Cartagena going to uh, Troy, I think that's a really good, you know, you, you played a D1 player and you handled your business multiple times. Um, I think they're going to be able to make it to the Final Four. Shakira Ellerby, co-player of the year in that region. Um, I, I said I loved her in the offseason. She jumps out on at you on film. She's just explosive at the basket. Um, you add in her. Uh, Jakia Parker can shoot the ball some. Uh, Tyler Zellner is a big physical presence down low. 
uh, Ariel Adderton. This is a good team, and you have the region coach of the year, Stephanie Reigns, uh, disciplinarian. They, you know, they had some drama at the end of last year, and she really straightened everybody up. And um, you know, I think they got them rolling. And uh, Alonzia uh, Montgomery as well, another player that can score on the perimeter. This is a good team. I got up some Lee in the Final Four. Top right hand bracket. Ooh, I you know. Back and forth, Westminster, Lumpkin County. Again, I'm going with the balance of Lumpkin County, Lumpkin County to get past and make it to the Elite Eight where I see Lumpkin County versus Pierce County. And I'm going with Lumpkin County. I got them going to the Final Four. Pierce County, Natalie Heron. It's going to be tough to stop. It's going to be interesting. Um, but I'm going to go with Lumpkin County. Bottom right-hand side. I even have in my bracket, depends on coin flip. This could change everything in the state right here. But I do have Cross Creek playing Sonoraville. If Sonoraville wins the coin flip, Sonoraville will beat Cross Creek at home. If Cross Creek wins the coin flip, Cross Creek will beat Sonoraville. This game is going to depend on where the game is played at. You're talking about Northwest Georgia traveling all the way to the Augusta area. That is a long drive. It's going to be a hostile environment. I don't know what the crowds are like in Augusta. I know it's usually tough, but I know for a fact it's going to be ridiculous if you have to play in Sonoraville. It depends on the coin flip, like I said. I will go with, I'll say Cross Creek beats Sonoraville. But like I said, if Sonoraville gets them at home, I'm switching that pick to uh, Sonoraville because I shoot the ball absolutely lights out. When you're hitting 10 plus threes uh, multiple times in a season, you're tough to defend. But I think Jordan Dorsey could be a really big X factor. But Jordan Dorsey versus Alexa Gear, that's going to be a great matchup. But I'm begrudgingly going Cross Creek to the Final Four. Um, but again, depends on the coin flip. And if Cross Creek does make it to the Final Four, I have Cross Creek beating. GAC for the state championship in Class 3A. If Sonoraville wins a coin flip, I know this is probably a cop-out, but I'm just telling you, this is how I feel. I have Sonoraville making it to the state championship game and beating GAC in the state championship game. So I think the winner of Cross Creek versus Sonoraville in that bottom right-hand bracket in the Elite Eight, I feel like that is the state championship winner this year. All right, we're on to uh, the next next classification. We're rolling now, huh? Well, that was fun talking about 3A. Class 2A, here we are. Again, one of my favorite classifications in years past, and it, it's, it's another good one here. Give me a sip of water, and we'll break it down. Let's get into it. Class 2A. Laney, they're not the scary Laney. As I thought they weren't going to be a years, you know, I, I predicted it at the beginning of the season. I just don't think this team is what they were. Too much turnover is still a good team, but I don't think they're as fearful as they are. They got beat by Butler. They got beat by Josie for the first time in what was it, like 33, 34 years. Or not 33, 34 years. 33, 34 games, however many years. With all that being said, Laney, three seed, region four, 14 7 versus Thomasville, region one, number two, nine and six. When's the last time Laney was a road seed in the first round of the state playoffs? 
God bless you. It's been a long time, but Laney's going to beat Thomasville. Um, I think they'll they'll take care of business. Next up, Region Two, Number Four, Tombs County, eleven and thirteen. I have them going up against Washington County. Going to be a very tough matchup. Washington County currently ranked number three in the state, um, fourteen and one overall. I got Washington County winning this game between um, Miracle Parker, uh, who's going to be going to uh, Flagler. I think she's a very good player. They got Ashley Gray inside as well. I think they just have a lot of pieces to work with. Coach Parker does a really good job. Um, Washington County, I feel like they will handle their business and advance on to the next round, but Give a shout-out to Melody Walker. I think she's doing a good job. She's getting this program going in the right direction at Toombs County, but I think they're just running into a very tough team here, and it's just going to be a little bit too difficult to get out of the first round. Next up, let's talk about our next matchup. Pace Academy, 15-4, Region 6, number 3, versus Chattooga, Region 7. Number two seed, 12 and 7. I have Chattooga winning this game. I don't think Region 6 was all that good this year. Um, I think uh, Micaiah Parrish, a sophomore, and then Faith Ann Foster, her last dance, uh, you know, what? I think all time leading uh, assist leader and one of the all time leading scorers on the girls program, over 1,000 points over there. Uh, I think those two alone are going to do enough to beat Pace Academy. And then you mix in a, a couple other players that can kind of help. Inside, Navia Morgan is a, a physical presence, only about maybe like 5'8", five, 5'9", five, but she can rebound and she can score inside, so I got Chattooga uh, taking care of business against Pace Academy. Up next, Region 8, number 4, Union County, 2-12. Ava Hunter leads this team versus Callaway, 13-6. and six. Um, Number 1 seed, um, I think, you know, the best player on the floor in this matchup is going to be Ava Hunter. I think she's got a chance to really do damage against Callaway and Callaway. Region 5, I want to say Region 5 is not a great region, but Heard County was a pretty good team this year, and they did beat them in the championship game 56-50. So Callaway, I think they'll uh, – I got Callaway advancing. I think Union County uh, just doesn't have a whole lot else around Hunter this year. And I think uh, Gabrielle Johnson, who's averaging double digits for Callaway, a little undersized guard. She's shifty. She's quick. I think she's going to score enough points, and Callaway's going to advance on to the next round. Bottom left-hand side, Region 7, number 3, Dade County, 12-7 and seven overall, versus 20-5 and five South Atlanta, Region 6, number 2 seed. Again, I'm just not sold on Region 6. I just think it's eh, – I could be completely wrong – but I just think uh, a lot better basketball is being played in Region 7. Jada Wood, co-player of the year in the region for Dade County. Uh, Stella Henry was a first-team selection. Alana Thompson, first-team selection. I'm going with Dade County to advance to the second round. Region 5, number 4, Temple. 5-20 and 20 overall versus... Region 8, number 1, number 2 in the state, 21-2, and two, Elbert County. All those sophomores coming at you from all angles. This one will get very, very ugly. Anaya Allen, co-region player of the year with Ava Hunter in Region 8. She's good. She's really good. I know they're small, but Elbert County is really good. Terrace Hester, uh, I, I love this team. And they're, man, if they don't want a state title this year, which I think it's going to be tough, 
boy, oh boy, they're going to be in a great position moving forward. you got to be so excited if you're Coach Jones over there. Great things on the horizon and already in the present. I, you know, I said last year they were ahead of schedule, finishing like 16 and 10 with all freshmen. And I guess I can't say they're too much ahead of schedule now with all those sophomores going 21 and 2, Elbert County in a big time blowout in the first round. Next up, Fitzgerald, 9 and 15, number three seed out of Region 1 versus 15 and 6, Josie. Region 4, number two, Josie has had a, uh, they had, uh, you know, they played some tough teams early on in the season. Uh, I think they took their lumps. I think they are, should be better for it overall. Um, Deja Huck has been their best player. If they want to take a deep run, those they're going to have to get some more out of um, their top recruit, to be honest with you. Um, Kishana Brown averaging nine points and five rebounds. Apparently she has high major offers, Georgetown, this and the other. She really needs to step up and live up to all that. Um, 5'10 guard, very athletic, but she needs to really help out because if she can take her game to that next level and start averaging about 15 points per game and be the player that she needs to be for this team. Josie could win a state title, but you know she's kind of just not been able to really put her stamp on these games as much as I would have hoped. Ariana Booker, a sophomore, is averaging 10 points and 7 rebounds. And then Aquias Cody, 9.7 rebounds. So this is a good team, but if they want to go to the the promised land, it's going to be on Kishana Brown's back. She has to live up to all those offers. She has to just start dominating at this 2A level. She hasn't done it just yet, but it's her time to shine. And if she could do it, this could really springboard her into a huge offseason and really make her an all-time great at Josie. Next up, we have Northeast Macon, 9 and 7, the 4 seed out of Region 3 versus East Lawrence, 15 and 2. Region 2, number 1 team. And uh, if I did not give my pick, uh, Josie is who I'm picking in that last matchup. But this matchup between East Lawrence, um, I like East Lawrence, but I know Northeast Macon, Jakia Little, she puts points on the board. She knows how to get the ball in the basket. Really good player, but East Lawrence, I've been kind of bullish on them the past year or two, and I, I, you know, I said this is going to be a good team, but they put in a tough region. I can never really get to where I thought they could go, and this year all of a sudden they really announced their presence to the rest of the state. Uh, they're being led by, looks like, a Kristen Hubbard averaging 17 points, five assists, and three steals, and then Ikeria Hamilton, a forward, 15 points, nine rebounds, and three steals. Um Going to be some potent scores in this game, but at home, rolling with their resume, I got to go with East Lawrence. Next up, top right-hand side, going to be a good matchup. Region 8, number 3, 16 and 11, Banks County versus Region 5, number 2, 19 and 5, Heard County. Both teams have spent a lot of time in the top 10 this year. Um, Heard County just fell out with that loss to Callaway. Um, but Heard County has been, they've been good this year. They have been good. I know the freshman Jaden Boykin, uh, joining that roster has really changed things around. Um, just looking at what they've done this year, they beat, uh, Trinity Christian, a top 10 team in class A private. That's a really nice win. They beat them 41 to 34. Uh, looking at what else they've done. They beat Lithia Springs, who's a state playoff team in what class 5A. 57-46, not bad. They beat Callaway, 
uh, earlier in the season before they lost to him uh, twice. They beat Harrelson County, who has a good record, but didn't really play anybody. Um, so I think this is a, a, a pretty good team. And they're going up against Banks County, who has seen a, uh, a lot. They have seen a lot over their time playing that tough Region 8. So you've seen Rabin County. You've seen Elbert County. You've seen two of the really two of the best teams in the classification. Um, and, you know, they've seen really good teams non-region as well. They went out and scheduled. They played White County. This is now White County was banged up. They were missing some players, but they did beat White County by 10 points. They lost by 30 to Wesleyan, but they played them. They beat a good East Hall team by one point. Um, they beat a solid Commerce team in A Public by four points. Uh, got beat by Jefferson a k- couple times there. Um, they beat Commerce again. Uh, they lost by only 10 points to Brookwood. They lost to Rome. They beat Druid Hills. This is a team that went out and played people, and I think that's going to bode very well for them. Um, I think I have heard County in this one, but I think it's going to be very, very close, and I'm not surprised at all if uh, Banks County gets the job done because I know they have some talented players. You're looking at uh, a team that's been led by Jenna Reeves, averaging 14 points per game and four rebounds. J.C. Ayers, 12 points and six and a half rebounds. And keep an eye on this sophomore, Cameron Greer, um, just under 11 points and 11 rebounds per game with two blocks, six foot tall. Um, she could be a big key, a big issue in this game for Heard County, but I'm just going to go with Heard County in a really close one. Up next, Region 6, number 4, Love It, 11 and 12, versus Fannin County, ranked number 8 in the state, 19 and 4. Region 7, number 1 seed. Fannin County with the co-region player of the year, Becca Ledford. I predicted her to have a great season. I'm glad she did not let me down. I love her game. Going to be a good Division II guard. I think Young Harris might have just offered her. I like her a lot. I loved her in the region tournament last year when they were in 3A. Uh, But she's really good leading the way. Courtney Davis, the freshman, is a sharpshooter. I know she's a little small, but she's really giving them that second score. And that has really taken Coach Chastain's team to the next level. And for that reason, I think they're going to handle their business quite easily with Lovett. Next, Swainsboro, a plucky three seed at a Region 2, 10 and 9 versus Lamar County. Region 3, number 2, 17 and 5 overall. Number 7 in the state. I have Lamar County with Tamaya Blasting Game winning this one. He's got some help uh, from some other players on that roster that make it a very good deep team. Um, so I'm going to go with Lamar County in this one. I think they roll. Um, I think it's going to be close early on, but I think they're going to be able to pull away, uh, just able to get some points from uh, freshman Shakira Foster and then uh, Zakiria Foster, you know, those two right there, and then Zaria Fletcher is already drawing some college interest, so I like that nucleus. Up next, Putnam County, 10 and 11, Region 4, number 4. Versus Early County, Region 1, number 1, number 1 in the state all season long, even when they were stuck not playing too many games. But Michaela Timpson, Florida State, six foot three, reigning player of the year in the uh, classification. Then Jordan Eford, a very good guard, Early County, blowout. Next up, bottom right-hand side, Dodge County, 13-3 and three versus Woodville Tompkins, 15-4. and four. Woodville Tompkins, a two-seed out of Region 2. Dodge County, the three-seed out of Region 3. 
Woodville has had some really good wins this year. Who was the last? And, and, and this kind of harkens back and goes back to when I talked about 3A, about how even Beach was in that mix of not really being as uh, as good as maybe advertised. I don't think, again, I could be completely proven wrong. It's happened before. It could happen again. But Woodville Tompkins, who's the last team in Savannah that has beaten both Johnson and Beach in a season? Because they beat them both. They beat them both this year, beat Beach 49-45, and then they went and beat Johnson 52-45. So this Woodville Tompkins team, they're a good team. Uh, I think they're going to advance to the next round. They have a chance to take a pretty deep run, just a balanced squad when you're talking about, um, what is it, Janiah Hayward averaging 10 points and close to 10 rebounds. Uh, Brianna Pelote, a familiar name. In the system there, seven points, six rebounds a game as a freshman gives them some size inside. Kara Lofton, ten points. Uh, you got Michaela Duncan, eight points. So a good, strong team, a balanced team that has done some good damage. They've they they beaten those teams I mentioned. They beat East Lawrence fifty one thirty four in the first matchup they played against them before they lost by two points. So and then they lost by six in the region championship. So this is a very good team, and I got Woodville Tompkins uh, winning a few games in this tournament. Next up, you have Region 4, number 1, Butler, 18-4 overall. Currently ranked number 9 in the state versus Barry in 10-7. Region 1, number 4 seed. Uh, Butler should win this game. Butler has had a really good season. And again, we talk about, we just named, who's the last team in Savannah that's beaten both uh, Johnson and Beach in the same season? Who's the last team in uh, Augusta that's beaten Laney? And Josie multiple times in a season. Uh, well, it's it's all of a sudden it's Butler. Uh, they've had a great season. Uh, they're being led by Brianna Sims, averaging 16 points, six rebounds, three assists, two steals. And then you got some help with uh, some interior play. Jayla Thomas, 13 points, eight rebounds, under three blocks per game. So those two alone, uh, really really making things happen. Uh, Thomas is six foot two, and she can really hurt people. Um, so that's a that's a good team. I got I got Butler advancing. Next up, Harrelson County, seventeen and six, a three seed out of Region Five versus Region Eight, number two, Rabin County, eighteen and six. Harrelson County, uh, an inflated record. Don't really have many very good wins. You're going up against Rabin County, who has six losses, but they're all against really good teams. Three of those losses to Elbert County. Um, this team is very good. It just continues to roll on with that culture of Dee Dee Dillard. You got fantastic freshmen Ellie Southards and Lucy Hood, two phenomenal guards that are only freshmen, only going to get better and better and better. This is going to be a team that's going to compete with Helbert County for not only region titles for the next few years, but state titles for the next few years. Um, this team's going to be way too good for Harrelson County. Gracie Dietz, throw her into the mix. I got Rabin County uh, advancing on to the next round. And then lastly, Gordon Central, 9-12, and 12, Region 7, number 4. Uh, I don't think Mercedes Coleman has played at all this year. I don't think she's going to play in the state playoff game. Uh, Columbia, Region 6, number 1, 15-7. I think this is the best team in Region 6, and I think this team is very scary. This is going to be a scary second-round matchup for uh, Columbia because – they got girls that can play. Uh, India Terrell, I believe she's going to Tuskegee, if I'm not mistaken. That is a really, really good guard that is filling up the stat sheet. I loved her in the offseason. Very talented player. And you add in a couple other 
a, a couple other good ones next to her, and you have a team that uh, can win some games. Now, I think they're going to, you know, I, I would have to imagine that they're going to uh, pound, uh, really just pound this uh, Gordon Central team. Um, but I think they have a chance to make some noise at in the in the in the in the state playoffs as far as you know Rabin County. That's going to be a super tough matchup, but I think it's going to be tough for Rabin as well. I mean, Indy Terrell averaging twenty one points, five rebounds, three assists, four steals, and then when you had the transfer of Kiana Giles moved in from Arabia Mountain, fourteen points, six rebounds, five assists, four steals. Those two alone, really scary team. I got Columbia advancing to the next round. Now for my final four picks. Um, I got Washington County playing Chattooga in the Elite Eight. And Washington County, you know, I think the winner of that Washington County-Laney game is going to decide who comes out of that top left-hand bracket because these two teams, uh, they know each other. Washington County, they beat Laney 64-45, second game of the season. You know, really smacked them down, really kind of put Laney in their place as a team that we might not have in the top 10. But, uh, you know, they played them again and Laney beat them. Or, no, they beat Laney 61 57. So, really close games. Uh, this is going to be tough. Laney has played them very tight that second matchup, third time. Going to be at Washington County. Going to be tough again, I think. Uh, but I got Waco winning and got Waco going to the Final Four. Bottom left hand side, Elbert County versus East Lawrence is my fine uh my Elite Eight. I got Elbert County winning. They're just too good, those guards. I've seen too many good teams this year. I think they take care of business. Top right hand side, I have Early County versus Fannin County, and I have Early County way too big. Michaela Timpson too good. They get the job done. Bottom right hand side, I got Rabin County pulling it out, being battle tested, beating Woodville Tompkins to make it to the final four. And then we have Elbert County. I got them beating Washington County. And then I have Rabin falling to Early County. Early County, who has been beaten by Douglas the past two seasons in the state championship two years ago. Last year in the final four, Douglas is nowhere to be found. Michaela Timpson finally ends her career with that elusive state title. Dominant post presence. No one in this classification will be able to stop her. And Jordan Eford is good enough of a guard to help her out. I got Early County over Elbert County in the state championship. We are charging down the home stretch. Class A private. Very competitive. Very talented classification. Very good teams here. Top left-hand side. Heritage. Heritage Noonan. The Heritage School. However you want to call them. Region 4, number 3, 9-7 overall. Versus 15-8 and eight Stratford. Two seed out of Region 1. This is not your mom's and your dad's Stratford. It's not my younger version of me, Stratford. This Stratford team is not quite as good as years past. The you know they graduated two great players last year, and uh, they haven't been quite the same. Still a good program, of course, very well coached, um, but don't have that firepower to be able to really put a scare into anybody. Haven't been in the top ten um, all season long, um, but I do have them advancing to the next round. Uh, I think Heritage, um, not not quite able to get the job done in this one. Heritage going to be led by uh, Michaela Miko, uh, Anna Adujula. 
I'm bad with names. Haley Spence. Uh, so they got they got three good players to work with here, but I just think Stratford, they're going to be paced by Caroline Sutherland, uh, Harmon Nagel, uh, and then Emily Hunt as well. So I got those three. Going to be a close game. I think Heritage could be able to hang with them there, but I think Stratford at home just going to have a little bit more juice, and I got the Eagles advancing. Next up, it looks like we have a bye. Whitfield Academy just kind of said, well, yeah, we're done with the season. Uh, they were 0-9. They were going to be in that 4 seed. They quit on the region tournament, so I guess they're out. Savannah Country Day, 18-4. and Upset Calvary Day in the uh, in the championship after losing to them by twice, I believe, earlier in the season. They're on to the next round. Region 6, number 3, Mount Pisgah. 8-6 overall. They will be going up against Region 7, number 2, Christian Heritage. Uh, Mount Pisgah comes in with the uh, Coach of the Year in the region. Angela Crosby won Coach of the Year. A Monet dance. Uh, very good guard. Puts up a lot of points. Very talented youngster. She was a first-team selection. Very big honor right there. Um, but they're going to Christian Heritage. Uh, a solid team, a pretty solid team. Faith Humphrey, I really like her senior, only about 5'4", but just plays with a really good nose for the ball, knows how to play the game, flies all over the place, plays really hard on defense, um, good ball handler, can get to the basket, can shoot the three. Um, very impressed with her. I think she'd be a really nice pick at a small school, maybe Division three level. Very good player that I believe is still available. I think she got an offer from Barry, um, but she's a good player. And she's joined by Haiti Chambliss inside, forward type, a little inside-outside action. Uh, she can move some bodies down low. And then Mary Kate Humphrey, Emily Item. Um, I got some pieces over there, and I just think they're going to be a little bit more balanced in Mount Pisgah. And Heritage, uh, Christian Heritage at 13 and 10 will advance to the next round. Next up, Hebron Christian, 24-2, and two, Region 5, number one, won the toughest region in the state, Region 5. Uh, it'll go up against Region 8, number 4, George Walton, 3 and 14. Hebron Christian will win this game by as many points as they want to win 30, 40, 50, 60, 70. Whatever they want, Her- uh, Hebron Christian, pardon me, uh, will win this game in a blowout. Next up, Region 7, number 3, Darlington, 7 and 7. Travels to Fellowship Christian, Region 6, number 2, at 9 and 7. Fellowship Christian, Kate Harden was a first-team selection in Region 6, and Kaya, Kaya Beard um, was a second-team selection. You're looking at Darlington now, Jai Jai Johnson, about five foot eleven, youngster inside, good, powerful forward, uh, can do a little bit off the bounce as well. Uh, Emmeline Ratledge is a strong rebounder inside, and then Sarah Tunnel uh, kind of bounces that attack with Georgiana Dempsey. I have Darlington in this one. I just think they're going to be bigger and stronger inside, and I I think this is a a good program. They're not definitely not what they once were, uh, kind of like a Stratford Academy, just still a, a pretty good team, but definitely not a team that's winning twenty plus games every year, um, rebuilding year. But I do think Darlington finds a way into the next round. Next up, we have. Region 5, number 4, 16-6 Galloway, a 4 seed, currently ranked number 7 in the state, versus Region 8, number 1, Athens Academy, 17-4, 10, number 10 ranked team in the state, 
took care of Tallulah Falls to win that region championship. Uh, Athens Academy coach of the year, co-coach of the year in Region 8, Brian Olson. They've done a great job. I mean, considering Rose Bone um, left to go to Loganville, um, this program, I wouldn't say left for dead, but they weren't, you know, they weren't on my radar to do much, but they have done a great job. Give a lot of credit. That that uh, Coach of the Year um, award, very well deserved for Coach Olson. And you're looking at uh, Jayla Sally Barnett was a first-team selection in Region 8. Uh, good player, leads the team in scoring. Then you got India Sheets, balances the attack with Meredith Reynolds as well. So those big three, I don't think those big three are going to be able to beat Galloway. I think Galloway is, you know, Galloway's a really young team. Let's let's be honest. Uh, Jada Rice is back from injury after she hurt her tour ACL. She's come back, played a couple games this year. Uh, she's going to ETSU. Um, but you're looking at Tiana Thompson. She's going to be a flat-out stud, about a 5'10", 5'11", wiry guard, great passer, great playmaker. She's so tough. That's a, a you know, a triple double threat. Every time she's on the floor, uh, Allison Hoffman, a, a sizable shooting guard, a sophomore, I really like her game. She can really you know, space the floor and shoot the ball. She's got a good, a really good body to work with, very athletic build. So you got her in the mix. And then you got Kyla Kane, a, a second team selection in Region 5, who's about, again, about 5'10 or so, uh, you know, physically built uh, wing type player, and when she plays with great energy, uh, she really makes Galloway go um, just on both ends of the ball. So she's super important. I just think Galloway's going to have a little bit too much. And I think Athens Academy is going to fall in the first round to the four seed Galloway. Up next is Region One, number three, Mount DeSales, eight and twelve versus twelve and three, Brookstone. Region Four, number two. As I take a sip of my tea. Um, we're looking at Brookstone here. Taylor Williams, a sophomore, puts up a lot of points. She carries this team. Really good player. Um, not a lot of play. Not a lot of people may know about her, but she's really good. Mariana Branch was a first team selection as well. Uh, I like Brookstone to take care of business and move on to the Sweet Sixteen, where they will. They will play Green Force Region Two, number one. They are currently ranked number five in the state. They play St. Vincent's Region 3, 4 seed, 9 and 9. Green Force is way too big. Um, Lauren Putu, um, they got all these girls. A.D. Jones, they're just a very good team. Uh, I think this is a, a, tough, a tough draw, obviously, in the first round. You don't really want to see them, but uh, Adriana Jones, a, a nice little guard, can play at the next level. Uh, they got Anisa Joyasifa. 14 points per game. Putu averaging 18 points per game and five rebounds. Um, you got Benny Lundu is about six foot four, six foot five. I believe she's playing in at the next level already. So you're you're talking about a very long team that has played a lot of really good opponents as well. Um, they're going to be prepared. They've seen you know some of the best of the best throughout the state. They're going to beat St. Vincent's and they're going to have a chance to make a very deep run. Next up, we're talking about the top right-hand quadrant. We are flying. Region 8, number 3, Prince Avenue, just 9 and 10. They travel to Holy Innocence, Region 5, number 2, 9 and 6 overall, number 2 in the state. Um, Holy Innocence is going to win this game. I believe we know that. This is just too much of a powerhouse. 
Olivia Hutcherson's had a really good season laying on that first team all-region team. Um, Rachel Suttle, um, very good going to play soccer at Georgia. Uh, physical. They have a just a physical presence inside. They're all you know well-built, and they can attack the glass, and they play hard, and they play really good defense. Um, you add in really good guards, Naja Reeves, um, Sierra Foster, who's going to Georgia College. She's been able to stay healthy, thank goodness. A uh, really good guard. Um, and you got Brooke Suttle, the youngster, as well. So, holy innocence, they got every every piece they really need. Zania Preston, as well, a freshman. I think she has a chance to be something special. Uh, holy innocence, very good team. They will roll. They will beat Region 8 Prince Avenue, who will be led by Carly Armstrong, Player of the year in that region, outside shooter, but just not enough firepower to compete with Holy Innocence. Next up, we have Lakeview Academy 5-18, Region 6, number 4. They sneak in the playoffs with Joel Snyder, a very good prolific score over there, versus Mount Perrin, Region 7, number 1C, 22-3, currently ranked number 3 in the state, and this continues the trend of those outskirt teams um, that were traditionally good to win you know 20 plus games every year and they were always fighting for that that four seed or in that four spot in the final four stratford academy um who we talk about darlington lakeview is in major rebuild mode we'll talk about calvary day in just a second calvary day is held on to the rope they haven't fallen off just yet like those other teams um but Lakeview Academy, they're going to get beat by Mount Perrin. Kara Dunn has turned into a superstar. Just such a good player. Just so smart. Like, nothing about her is very flashy. She's efficient. She scores at multiple levels. She's a terrific passer. Does it without being, um, you know, again, like I just said, without being flashy. With For a lack of a better term, she doesn't have all this flair surrounding her game. She makes everyone around her so much better. Uh, you know, Coach Stephanie Dunn's daughter just does does it all. She's got all high major offers on her now. Um, she's just been terrific. You got Caitlin Dunning has had a really good season at the point guard position. So she helps out a lot. Real scrappy player. A good passer in her own right. But it all starts with Kara Dunn playing that high-low game like Caitlin Kirkland, who I feel like has really had a nice season. A lot of really good chemistry between her and Dunn. Uh, but just looking at the stats of what Kara Dunn's been able to do this year, <laughs> averaging 26 points, 11 rebounds, 3 assists, 3 steals, 2 blocks. A uh, really good player. Mount Perrin's going to blow past Lakeview Academy. And uh, they're going to have a really tough second-round matchup, unfortunately. But Mount Perrin is good for at least one win in the state tournament. Next up, Region 2, number 3, Landmark Christian, 9-17, led by Gabby Grooms. Uh, you know, playing for Lady Grooms. Uh, they've played a lot of really good teams this year, and they've really hung in there. And then, you know, they 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 they've taken their lumps, but Landmark Christian, I think they're a little bit better than the record shows. They are going up against Calvary Day, seventeen and three, Region Three, number two. Um, boy, they they blew it and got beat by Savannah Country Day. They could have been in a boy. I, I mean, shoot, outside of Hebron Christian, you you. Would have been in a really nice spot to at least make it to the Elite Eight. Now, they can still do it here. It's just you're going to run into a similar buzzsaw. I think all these teams are going to run into a buzzsaw in the Elite Eight. But Calvary Day, uh, very good team. Um, you're talking about Michaela Primo. Uh, I really like her. Real quick little guard. She's really been putting up points for a long time now. She just carries a load. 
and she has a lot of help over there as well. But uh, you know, Hannah Kale, the the sophomore guard, she's really good too. Uh, she plays with a lot of poise. She can fill it up. She can shoot the three exceptionally well. So you got Kale and Primo in the backcourt. That's a very good backcourt. Uh, Tinley Smeltzer, five foot nine senior. She's been through it all. And the Via Hamilton, five foot six senior. She's been through it all. So you have a great top core four right there. Um, I, I like Calvary Day to make it to the second round. And I think Calvary Day is going to win at least another game after that because they're going to play the winner of Region 4, number 4, St. Anne Pacelli. Pacelli, 2-12. I watched them play. Um, offense is hard to come by. Um, and they're playing Deerfield Windsor, 16-8, Region 1, number 1 overall seed. They've quietly handled their business all year long. Uh, they've been led by Margaret Sadler, who was a first-team pick in that region. And they also have uh, Joy Hubbard. And then on the second team of that region, Gabrielle Harris is a, a good player to keep an eye on. So Deerfield-Windsor, they will win easily over St. Ampicelli. Up next, Region 3, number 3, Savannah Christian, 18-10. and 10. They play Elka, 14-6, Region 2, number 2, ranked number 8 in the state. And I had a feeling this was going to happen. I, you know, people are kind of, you know, Elka beat Hebron early in the season. And that was like, whoa, how did that happen? And then I kind of slow played them climbing up the rankings. Because I was just like, I just don't know what happened in that game. It's kind of weird. So then, you know, I let it all happen. Let them win some games. They got off to like a 12-0 start. And then I saw them lose their first game to um, Kell. And they've lost a handful of games since then. They're, you know, 14-6, still a good record. But I think they're ranked at the proper location near the bottom, middle to the bottom of the pole. Um, Kelslin Hubbard, uh, Kelslin, uh, Kelslin Oxendine going to uh, Texas A&M. Uh, a smart, heady, solid player. Jalissa Dunlap, I really like her game going to Jacksonville. I think she's a very good scorer, very talented player. Uh, I think she's their best player on the team. And then you have uh, Martina Radzika uh, going to Anderson. And she's a, she's a well-rounded scorer. She's got good size on the perimeter. So those three, very good players. Dunlap was a Region 2 player of the year. And you throw in Megan Darden, who was an all-region pick, more of just a rebounder. But um, they got a nice little core, and I think they're going to be good enough to beat Savannah Christian. Up next, Region 1, number 4, FPD, 11 and 10 versus Region 4, number 1, Christian, or Trinity Christian, 15 and 8. Trinity Christian got off to a really slow start, played a tough schedule, but they've really been rounding into shape. I think they're playing very good ball. Joe Daniels, coach of the year in Region 4, Anna Denise Dennis, uh, Trinity Christian, uh, player of the year in that region. She's going to UAB, a very good wing, can score the ball, does a little bit of everything for that. That squad over there, um, Trinity Christian Ashland Settle was a second-team selection. Kendall Wells, a second-team selection. And you had Madison Morge, a first-team pick in that region, and I think they will be able to beat FPD. But FPD, they do have the region player of the year, Kendall Emner. Um, she's their best player, but I think Trinity Christian with, um, with Denise Dennis, I'm not, never sure how to pronounce her last name, but going to UAB, a very good player. I have Trinity Christian, the Lions, peaking at the right time, moving on to the next round. Next up, Region 5, number 3, Wesleyan, 11-5 overall. Number 6 in the state versus Tallulah Falls, 16-7, Region 8, number 2. Wesleyan, 
Again, they're not quite where they were. They're a young team. I think they have a lot of good young talent. Eva Garabadian uh, moves very well without the ball as a freshman, a very good shooter, but can take you off the dribble and get to the basket, plays with some toughness. I really like that. Uh, Chit Chat Wright, she's about five foot four, but the freshman is the engine for Wesleyan. She makes that team goes, uh, go. She pushes the ball very well. She's a good facilitator, and she's pretty sneaky at getting to the rack and does have a nice outside shot. So, with those two young guards, uh, they surround Ali, uh, Alyssa Phillip inside, big six foot, six foot one Georgia State signee, a bruiser inside that has some nice footwork in the low post, and they have a couple other forwards that provide length and some rebounding. Amani Washington, uh, Sadie, I'm not even going to try and butcher her last name, uh, but I, I think Wesleyan is um, going to win this game. But uh, you know, give credit to Lula Falls; that's a good team. Katie Corbett. Uh, Danica Lightborn and Verone Charlton, all three first team selections in Region 8, playing for Brandy Corbett, uh, co-coach of the year. Um, I think Tulula Falls can, can hang with them, but if they don't have a very good first quarter, I think Wesleyan's just going to outclass them and, uh, take care of business. Next up, Region 7, number 4, North Cup, Christian 9 and 6. Versus Region 6, number 1, 19 and 4, St. Francis, currently ranked number 4 in the state. St. Francis will win this game. Um, we got, uh, oh gosh, Mia, Mia Moore uh, going to Mississippi State. Really good guard. I love how quick and shifty she is. She gets to the lane. She uses a Euro step, can hit these floaters off the glass. Really good. Erica Moon is the next big thing as far as a guard goes. She's very similar to what. Um, uh, Moore does similar uh, as she can shoot the ball pretty well and she does have a good outside shot and she's pretty athletic she can crash the offensive glass as well um Trance Taylor um Trenice Taylor I guess that might be how you pronounce it um again six foot tall a little bit of inside can do a little bit of outside just another big body that's very tough to deal with and Morgan Harper kind of rounds out that attack so St. Francis is just going to be too strong for North Cobb Christian who is led by Brooke Moore I believe she's a sophomore She's had, uh, I want to say she had like maybe two triple doubles this year or something like that. She puts up a lot of numbers. Her and then Gabby Lopresti, the newcomer of the year for Region 7. They're, you know, they're good players, and Lauren Towns as well as a solid forward. Uh, but St. Francis is going to have way too much firepower for that young team, and they're going to they're gonna blitz them pretty bad. Now it is time for my final four picks. Let's go with Hebron Christian. No surprise. Uh, this bottom left-hand side, I think it's going to be really, really tough. Galloway versus Green Force is my my elite eight, and I'm I'm just going to lean towards the more guard play. Even though Green Force length is going to just be hellacious, but I'm going to go with Galloway to get past Green Force, and then I have Holy Innocence beating Calvary Day in the Elite Eight. So I have Holy Innocence, and then I have St. Francis getting past Elko. So I do have St. Francis beating Wesleyan in that second round and then getting to the Final Four, where I have Hebron beating Galloway for another time this year, and then St. Francis falling to Holy Innocence, setting up round, what is this? Let me just make sure. I believe it's round three uh, between Hebron and holy innocence let me make sure and pull it up real quick everybody let's see hebron versus holy innocence this would be the yes round three actually it would be round three first game 
Hebron won 59-57. And then Hebron just beat Holy Innocence 58-50 in the Region 5 Championship. So I have these two teams hooking up for a third time. Uh, Hebron was, what, 30-1 last year, I think it was. Lost in the Final Four. This team's loaded. I said this team's a team to beat. They need to be the team to beat. They got all these girls going to Division One. Malia Fisher going to Rice. Nicole Azar going to Samford. Carly Hedger going to Samford. Um, Carly Fahey going to uh, UNC Asheville. And then just you got Ella Hurd and this, that, and Cindy Whalen. All these girls. You got D2, D3 girls. They're loaded. They got everything you need and more. Holy Innocence. Nicole Dixon is a very good coach. They haven't played a whole ton of games. You're, you're looking at a 9-6 and six team. It took them forever to get their stride and start playing because it's just been so tough to get on the floor. But it's tough to beat a team three times. <laughs> it's extremely tough to beat a team three times. Um, and with that being said, I'm still going to pick Hebron because I just think they have too much. I think it's going to be a, an, a great game. But I think Hebron finally gets over the hump because if they don't get over the hump this year, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what, what, what happens next year as far as are they going to rebuild or have some more. I know Jesse Parrish will still be there, but I do think Hebron gets it and beats Holy Innocence for the third time in a nail-biter. So now it is time for Class A Public, the final classification 128 games a breakdown oh my goodness where else are you finding this who is this dedicated i don't know and i don't know if anyone's even listening by now but with that being said the show must go on wilkinson county it's not going to be wilkinson county we'll talk about them in a little second but we'll talk about wilcox county region four number three ten and seven overall Versus Region 1, number 2, Pelham. Pelham's only played 7 games or 6-1 and one overall. That Region 1 has just been a blah. Can't get on the court. I'm going with Wilcox County. I think they played a pretty good region. Uh, I think Alasia Dixon inside is a double-double threat and can block some shots. She's got some very good length. And I like Wilcox to advance. Next up, we have Charlton County, Region 2, number 4, 15 and 11 versus ECI, Region 3, number 1, 12 and 6. I have them all the way up to number 6 in the state, 12 and 6. Oh, that's not a big deal. They've won 12 straight games. They haven't lost a game since Princess Harden has come back, the Kennesaw State signee. They were 0 and 6. I said, where the heck is she? I don't know what happened, but she's back on the floor, and she's dominating, and ECI has not lost a game since, and they are not going to lose in the first round of Charlton County. Too good. You add in the Turry Smith to balance that attack. ECI, Bulldogs, roll on to the next round. Next up, Region 6, number 3, Mount Zion Carrollton, 20-7 versus 9-3. Hancock Central is two-seed out of Region 7. Um, Jordan Kirbo is a very good player. She puts up a lot of points. She carries a load. Um, but I'm just super worried about who else is going to score for Mount Zion Carrollton. Is it going to be Zoe Holland? Is it going to be uh, Nasiah Farley? Is it going to be um, Caitlin Hinsman? They might score, but will they score enough around Kirbo? I think Hancock Central, I got them. You know, you're playing at Hancock Central, whether it's boys or girls, it's just going to be. You know, again, we don't really know as far as what the crowd's going to look like, but if it's anywhere near a normal crowd, especially in 1A public, we know home court advantage is imperative. It's going to be insanely difficult to win on the road down there, and I think Hancock Central pulls it out. 
Up next, Region 8, number 4, Green County, 6 and 13. At Region 5, number 1, Greenville. Greenville undefeated, 12 and 0. A sparkling record. Uh, I like Greenville, obviously, in this one. Uh, it's a very good team. Uh, they've been led by the, the Leslie girls. Jabrika Leslie averaging 19 points, 6.5 rebounds, 4 steals. You see uh, Amanda Ogletree starting to pick up some offers at the guard spot, 17 points a game, 4 steals. Shabrika Leslie, 11.6 rebounds, 5 steals. And then you even have um, Adriana Purdue, who's played a big role her entire career. She's always, you know, she's been on that roster playing big minutes since day one, uh, 6 points a game. So they're very deep. They're very good. I have Greenville taking care of business. Now it's time for Wilkinson County, Region 7, number 3, 7 and 11. Traveling to Tryon, 18 and 4. Two seed out of Region 6. I watched them kind of uh, let that region championship slip away to Armucci. 0 4 in the, from the foul line in the final minute of the game. Missed two front ends of the 1 and 1. A game to forget about, but I think Tryon's a, they're a solid team. Chloe Murdoch has scored over 1,000 points in her career. Um, she's a solid player. Um, Jenna Mosley is a, a, a volunteer, Tennessee volunteer, a softball commit. Um, she brings some uh, athleticism or uh, at least some toughness at that level. Um, Summer Vaughn, I thought she made some really nice plays defensively down the stretch in that game. She's a pretty, uh, athletic wing type guard type. Uh, but Isaiah, um, McCutcheon is a freshman point guard. I think she has a chance to be pretty good. She's about 5'4", five, 5'5", five, five, but she's she's quick. She can distribute. Um, I think she's very good and has quick hands on defense. Uh, and with all that being said, I do like trying to advance to the next round where they will see either 7-6, and 4-seed, Region 5, Macon County, or undefeated, number 1, 23-0 from Region 8, Lake Oconee Academy, Led by Destiny McClendon, who is going to Chattanooga to play at the next level, Division I player. She is averaging 22 points per game, four rebounds, two assists, two steals. Um, we got Piper Bozart inside, 10.6 rebounds in a block a game. Um, I like I like Lake, uh, Lake Oconee Academy in this one. They, they definitely should handle their business. I know Macon County is going to have some length and a couple quick quick guards and some athletes over there but uh, I'm not, you know, I don't I don't I don't see that affecting Lake Oconee Academy. Um I got the Titans going to the next round. Up next we have Terrell 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 County Region 1 number 3 at a whopping 3 and 3 overall versus Montgomery County Region 4 number 2 15 and 5. And going Montgomery County, they've actually played games this year. You can't like I'm why would I think anything otherwise i don't know what to expect out of terrell county but i'm going with montgomery county um i know they have uh some players that can uh that can definitely score the ball if i can pull it up real quick uh but this is a team that they were pretty good last year i think i looked at them for the top 10 i know when they had their their top score um and really help them out uh if i could pull it up um but Either way, I think this is a good team. Uh, coming out of that, looks like, what region are we in? Region 4. 
Um, I think they're good. I think Michaela Bell is her name. Just want to make sure I, I give the correct shout-out to the right player here. Um, but I know she scored a lot of points last year. Probably doing the same this year as I finally pull it up here. Yeah, she is averaging, yeah, yeah, Munchie Bell, Michaela Bell, uh, averaging 18 points and five rebounds, three assists and four steals. And you got another freshman, Marley Bell, 12 points, nine rebounds. Um, so with all that being said, I definitely like Montgomery County in this game. Next up, Region 3, number 4, Jenkins County, 13-10 and 10 versus 18-1. and 1. Region 2, number 1, Clinch County. Clinch County has made it to the Final Four. They made it to the Elite Eight. They're trying to get over that hump between um, Zahia Johnson and um, who else do they have? Um, Angel McRae, those two, very good. Johnson, a quick guard. And then you have um, McRae, who's a, uh, in about a 5'10", 5'11", athletic wing. They can get after you. They can press. They get a lot of steals, a lot of turnovers. I think Clinch County is a very good team, very, very good team. Just looking at what they've been able to do throughout this season. I mean, they've handled their business. Only loss was to Ware County, a bigger school. But they beat Pierce County, who we talked about earlier. Beat them by two points. Um, beat Turner County 71-42. to we Got a lot closer in the region tournament, 60-49. to And um, then they held on for another uh, another close, close result. Uh, 54-49 in the region championship, but this Clinch County team is for real, and I think they're a serious threat to make a deep run. Top right-hand side, Towns County 11-12, and 12, Region 8, number 3. Towns County will travel to Central Talbotton 7-3, and 3, Region 5, number 2. Oh, boy. Uh, I've seen Towns County play this year. They are they're a, a nice, solid team. Uh, I worry about who's going to score the ball for them a little bit. Um, it's really just been a, one player that, that really stood out to me. Um, let me see. It was... It was... Uh, who is it here? Kennedy Henson. She's a good player. Number 10. I liked her game. Physical guard. A uh, little bit of inside and out action. Um, so she, I, I feel like she was Towns County's best player when I saw them play. But they're going to win Central Talbotton, who should probably be winning the state championship there if Bernila Sparks didn't you know, quit on the season and did not want to play. I guess she's not playing. Maybe she came back. Who knows? I don't know what's going on. Everything's always changing in these these South uh, Georgia, you know, West Georgia regions. I don't think she's playing. But, you know, Tashimia Bunkley, I think she's still on the roster. Renasia Johnson, she's supposedly on the roster still. Who knows? If they at least have those two, I think Central Talbotton wins. Next up, Bowden, 9-11, and 11, the four seed out of Region 6, led by Tanisha Kirk, who scored over 50 points in a game this year, up against GMC, Region 7, number one. I think DeAndrea Stevens, just going to be too tough for GMC. I think they're just going to have uh, enough to kind of slow down. I know Kirk's going to score a lot of points, but I think GMC, this is a, this is a good team, a very good team. And I think they're going to be able to roll on. And, they, you know, this is what we predicted at the beginning of the season. I said, eh, Region 7, not very good. They better run the table. And that's exactly what they did. And uh, now they're, you know, they got a really nice seed and they could do some damage. But, yeah, they've been led by Deasha Stevens, 13 points a game. And then DeAndrea uh, Stevens, 13.7 rebounds and four assists. So those two right there, the Stevens girls, really the heart and soul of GMC. And they will advance to the next round. Up next, Brooks County, 12-8. and eight. I think they're a pretty good team for that record. The three-seed out of Region 2 versus Claxton. 
Region 3, number 2, 13 and 4. Saw Claxton play earlier this year. Thought they had two pretty nice players. Um, you're talking about Ania Smith, uh, about 5'10", sophomore inside. Finishes fairly well around the basket, pretty wiry. And then I like the sophomore, uh, Azaria Goth, um, eight points per game. Another athletic athletic guard type, you know, could handle the ball a little bit. Uh, I thought those two really kind of led the way for them. And uh, I think they'll be all right. Uh, it's going to be a, a tough matchup. I think Brooks County is, has been a good team. They played some really good teams, you know, considering they played Turner County. They played Clinch County. They, they've seen some really good programs. But I think the home court advantage, um, as I said earlier, that always looms pretty large. I think they're going to be able to pull it out, and Claxon's going to move on to the next round. Next up, Region 4, number 4, Telfair County, 10-7 versus Calhoun County. Region 1, number 1, 9-1 overall. This is a team that I had to drop out of the rankings because I just could not get on the court. But um, they do have Takia Davis, who is going to USC Upstate, and I think that is going to be the difference maker. She, as long as she stays out of foul trouble, I think she's a very good uh, rim protector, especially at this level. She's going to dominate blocking shots and scoring. I think she sneakily has a pretty good offensive game. I thought she got a lot better as I saw her multiple times throughout the offseason during travel ball. I think she's going to be too good, and she's just going to anchor this Calhoun County Cougars team. And I think they're going to win a couple games. So next up, bottom right-hand side. Let's see what we got here. Uh, da, 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 da. We are looking at Screven County, Region 3, number 3, 11 and 8 overall. Um, they will be playing Turner County, 16 and 6, Region 2, number 2. Uh, Turner County, they can, uh, they, can, they can score the ball. This is a team that really puts points on the board. Uh, they have a very uh, balanced attack, but this is what Turner County's always done. They've always had girls that really stuffed the stat sheet and score and they they had a really good season last year as I, I pull it up uh quickly they went to the final four i want to say where they lost to wheeler county who eventually won the state title 81 to 66 that's a good team they they beat clinch county by 11 in the elite eight last year and they have pretty much um you know a, a good chunk back but they do have some other talented players that have really stepped it up. You're looking at Yakia Temple is averaging 20 points per game. Um, you got Takia Burgess, 18 points and eight rebounds. Jalisa, uh, let's see here, Jalisa Office, 16.6 rebounds, four assists. So that big three, they do all the scoring. Everyone else is just out there. It's three people scoring. But if you have three people scoring that much, uh, it's usually good enough to win versus most teams, and Turner County is going to advance to the Sweet 16. Region 1, number 4, Seminole County, 8-6 and six versus Region 4. Number 1, 21-3, Dublin. Dublin has really been a surprise. I watched them play last year, and, you know, they were in Region uh, or Class 2A, I believe, and they had, you know, they were, they were in a tough region with, like, Washington County and all of them, and, gosh, they only won just a, a couple games, um, if any, you know, not a whole lot at all. But the one constant that they had last year and they still have this year is Brianna McCray. About 5'10", a wiry slashing uh, wing. She's averaging 19 points and 6 rebounds and 5 steals. And she has really led this team. And all of a sudden, you drop down a classification in a friendlier region. And they're making hay. And I think they're going to continue to make hay. And they're going to win and beat Seminole County and make it to the second round. Next up, Taylor County, Region 5, number 3, 10 and 5 overall versus Commerce. Region 8. 
Number two, uh, seed 16 and 10 overall. Uh, I like the Commerce Girls at the beginning of the year with Brianna Sanders. I believe I had her as a uh, a preseason all-state pick, if I'm not mistaken. Um, And I think she's had a a, a nice year. They had some other players that have uh, really stepped up as I pull it up. Um, but they, they, they fell to LOA, lost a, a Lake Oconee Academy in the region championship game, held on for as long as they could until they kind of ran out of gas. Uh, but this is a pretty solid team. Coach Puckett's done a nice job. Sanders is averaging 12 points per game. Um, they're getting some help from Carson Hobbs, 8 points per game. Maggie Mullis, 7 points per game. Raven Park. So they got, they got some good talent over there, I think. They will be able to pull it out against Taylor County. It's a home game, so I think that's crucial for Commerce. I think they pull it out in a close game. And lastly, Region 7, number 4, Ace, 10 and 8 out of Macon versus Armurchi. Region 6, number 1, 17 and 6. Armurchi, I, um, Armucci, Armurchi, uh, good team. I really like what you get out of Julia Williams. And Chloe Purdy, I think Julia Williams just flies around the court, plays exceptionally hard, um, a guard wing type player. Uh, we'll, we'll get the job done on both ends, plays good defense, crash the glass, can score, slash, hit a couple outside shots. Uh, Chloe Purdy hit some big shots from the perimeter for Armucci uh, in their win over Tryon. I like her. Bailey Tomlin had some key plays down the stretch as well. Uh, so they do have a, a couple nice players to choose from. And Olivia Moses, she's about 5'8", 5'9", but I think she's a pretty solid um, little post player for her her size. And in Class A public, I think she could be a, a, a key factor if she's able to establish herself inside and score a couple points inside. Uh, but I do like Armucci to make it to the next round. Now it's time for my final, final four prediction of the podcast. Let's go straight into it. I have Greenville getting past ECI in the Elite Eight. I have Clinch County beating Lake Oconee Academy in the Elite Eight. I just think Clinch County, they're really good. They've seen really good teams. And, you know, those two seniors, Johnson and McCray, I think they're just going to carry this team. And on the top right, I have Calhoun County, a team that has pretty much everybody back from uh, a few years ago. Uh, from uh, well, at least last year when they were a really good team. So I think they're going to continue on um, behind Takiya Davis and the rest of that crew. And I see Turner County beating our Murchie in the Elite Eight. So I have Greenville versus Clinch, Calhoun County versus Turner County. I have Clinch beating Greenville. I have Calhoun beating Turner. And I have Clinch County getting over the hump, beating Calhoun County in the state championship. So there you have it, folks. It's all done. 128 games. What's 128 times two? I don't know. 156, 256. I'm not good with numbers, but that's a lot of talking. That's a lot of breakdown. Every single game in the GHSA has been previewed. Boys and girls, this has been the Girls Podcast. If you have stuck with me, I don't expect you to stick with me. That would be crazy if you listened to all this, but if you did, you are much smarter and much more in tune with what to expect coming into the state tournament. I thank you. I bid you adieu. Please tag me at Kyle Sandy 355 
on Twitter with final scores and stats throughout the tournament. Please send your all-region teams to kylesandy355 at gmail.com. Check out sandyspill.com. We update the brackets in real time. We have all the goods. It's all there. All state teams will be released after the conclusion of the season. And with that, can't wait to do it all over again in the Sweet 16. Be safe, have fun, and can't wait to talk to you next time.